0: MRN's classic races are brought to you by Hercules Tires.
1: MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Busch Series. Tonight, the Myrtle Beach 250. Sponsored by Wix Filters, the only filters officially licensed by NASCAR. Wix for NASCAR and your car. By NapaOnline.com, where everything great about Napa is now available online. By 76 Products, the makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. By Bell South Mobility and Ericsson. Two-way communication by Racing Radios. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of Racing Radios. By Chase Authentics, the authentic trackside apparel of NASCAR. And by Motel 6, now renovated nationwide and still the best
2: price of any national chain. Here at the Myrtle Beach Speedway, the field of starters in tonight's Myrtle Beach 250 has just rolled out onto the racetrack. They're making the second of four pace laps that they'll take. ...before the green flag and the beginning of this evening's chase. Motor Racing Network, glad to be here to bring you live coverage... ...the middle of our weekend of racing action. Tomorrow it's back on the plane and back to Pocono... ...for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series Pocono 500 at 12.30 Eastern Time. We look forward to bringing that one to you. For now, though, it's just about set to get down to business for the Busch Series cars... ...as they come around to complete the second pace lap... ...and two more laps, still cut them loose.
3: This is a pretty much flat racetrack. The corners are banked just 13 degrees... You would call it flat. There's a little bit of runoff room on the front straightaway. The outside retaining wall right up against the racing groove on the back straightaway. But it does cause for some close action in the corners with a lot of fender rubbing that you expect to cover the action for us off the exit of turn two and onto the back straightaway. Charlotte, North Carolina's Winston Kelly. Thanks,
4: Joe. Good evening, everyone. From here on the back straightaway, the preferred line off of turn two will be to work as low as possible and then slide smoothly up the track and ride the outside retaining wall as Joe said down the 725 feet of back straightaway until just before entering turn three. They'll then arc the car into the third corner hugging the driver's side against the new inside wall separating the racing surface from pit road. Many passes are set up here down the back straightaway and entering turn three and are executed off of turn four. Under a full moon from the Grand Strand we'll have all the exciting slam-bam action tonight off turn two down the back stretch And into turn three. Yeah,
2: Yeah, Winston was pointing out to us. We can't see it from in the broadcast booth here. But there is a full moon overhead. A Saturday night short track race under the lights with a full moon. Ah, This could be a wild night before things get done.
3: Perfect combination for Saturday night short track racing. And we're going to see a great one here this evening at the Myrtle Beach Speedway. It's been a very competitive season for the NASCAR Busch Series. With uh, so far nine different winners. But the last couple of weeks, it's been all among the Bush Series guys. Most of those races have been combination events with Winston Cup invaders coming in. But the Bush guys do it among themselves this evening. 43 strong. And this is the biggest field we've ever started on this Myrtle Beach Speedway. So it should be a great one. Up front again as we get ready to start Jeff Green, Kevin Harvick sit alongside there getting ready to go with uh, Jeff Green hoping to build on his uh, Bush Series point lead. Kevin Harvick looking for his very first win. Field now set up for the start. They work their way off turn four down to the start finish line.
2: Pace cars on pit road. Fans are all on their feet. Here they come down to the stripe. Green flag is in the air and the Myrtle Beach 250 is underway. Kevin Harvick trying to hang with Jeff Green on the outside of the point leader as they go to turn one. And Harvick will take the position. Green will now try to fall in line. It's
4: Dillon in third. Santer looks to the outside of him. Side by side for third into turn three. Kevin Harvick shows
3: the way. Jeff Green settles in line behind him. It is Andy Santer on the move. He works the outside groove up off the corner racing alongside Mike Dillon. This is the battle for the third spot now. Back into turn one.
4: Dillon keeps his red Chevrolet under the orange Chevrolet of Santer. They'll slide up the racetrack still door-to-door down the inside. Now to the inside. Looking for the lead is Jeff Green in turn three.
2: Green dives down low. Tries to find some running room up underneath the rookie Harvick. Off turn four Harvick will hold him off and slide back down in front of him. Green will continue to dog him for the lead. Back to turn one.
4: He'll dive to the inside of the racetrack. Harvick able to maintain the lead. Off at of turn two slide up to the outside retaining wall. Green falls back in line. Followed by Santer, Dillon, and Schuler.
3: Front ten cars now single file as they work back up off the corner. But not for long. Here Green again, ducking down to the inside, looking for a chance to make a move. Further back for the fourth position, Jason Keller trying to get some ground under Mike Dillon.
4: Keller pokes the nose of his Chevrolet underneath Mike Dillon, down the back straightaway. Not able to make the pass, he'll fall in line. Now the battle's back for second
2: into turn number four. They come and Andy Santer trying to find a way around Jeff Green, but he couldn't do it. He'll fall back in line behind him. Once again, the race shapes up for fourth. Jason Keller peaking to the inside of Mike Dillon.
4: Pretty much single file all the way back through the pack. Dillon slides a little bit higher than does Keller, but they'll fall in line in front of Casey Atwood and Jason Leffler. Front
3: 15 or 16 cars all single file from 17th on back. Still stacked up double wide back there. Jason Schuler working to the outside lane. Car- on his tail. Philip Morris down on the inside. Bobby Hillen and Randy LaJoy also in that pack, now working off turn two.
4: Side-by-side side racing now as Morris will take the position over Schuller. LaJoy works to the inside of Bobby Hillen Jr. Todd Bodine has a good view of that, looking underneath Hillen.
2: They come across the start-finish line, completing lap number six of 250. Farther back, a couple of drivers experiencing some problems. Jason Schuller has lost a couple of positions here in the opening laps. Looks like his car's handling is. Maybe he's having to wrestle with it just a little bit. And Buckshot Jones is showing some smoke from the right front fender of his car. Don't know if he got the wall or another competitor, but might have the fender pushed in on the tire there on his machine.
3: Buckshot Jones hugs the inside line, continues to lose positions, is falling back to the field. We'll get a report on his situation in a moment. Up front, though, it's all Kevin Harvick. He still shows the way with Jeff Green taking looks to the inside, particularly coming off turn four, but hasn't quite got a good run going as of yet. Green rides along in second. Santer is in third. Third, Jason Keller fourth, Casey Atwood now running in the fifth position off turn two.
4: Behind Casey Atwood, Mike Dillon's falling back a few positions, and Jason Leffler coming up to do battle with Leffler is David Green. He'll be followed by Ricky Hendrick and Tim Fedowa.
2: All those cars in the top ten running single file for the moment as everybody settles in to try and log some laps. First challenge side by side is going to be Ron Hornaday looking underneath Michael Rich. Trouble in turn three got several cars stacked up into the corner.
4: One of those is Justin Labonte. He's crammed his Chevrolet into the outside retaining wall. Mario Gosselin also involved. Both of those drivers pull away, but looks like significant damage to the rear of the Slim Jim Chevrolet.
3: So Justin Labonte and Mario Gosselin bring out the very first caution flag this evening on lap number nine. As they got together over in turn number three, and the caution flies for the first time, Winston, were both those cars able to drive away?
4: Yes, they were. Uh, both Justin LeBoddy and Mario Goslin. Labani with some damage to the rear of his car, the rear deck lid is flopping in the breeze, and just a little bit of front end damage to the car of Mario
2: Goslin. Gosslin started 35th, Justin Labonte 42nd. They both spin. Labonte getting into the outside wall with the back end of his machine, but both are able to drive away, though we are under caution for the first time just 10 laps into the event. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area.
1: Door care to home and auto repair do it with craftsmen find the tools equipment and storage you need at your local lowes
2: ace hardware or
1: craftsman.com
2: we are less than a lap from going back racing let's get a quick update from pit road and russell branham
0: buckshot jones has already been in twice already Alan. Uh, They thought they may have a tire going down, but undoubtedly they don't. They think that it could possibly be a loose valve cover. They're going to bring him in one more time and check him out, and I'll let you know just as soon as we find out more.
3: Here's the field now working back over into turn three, coming around for the restart. Kevin Harvick shows the way with Jeff Green riding along in the second spot. Just behind him now, Andy Santier rides in the third position, and the green flag waves. We're back at it. Jason Keller back and forth. Casey Atwood right up on his bumper, putting pressure on going into turn one.
4: Atwood not able to make the move as they come up on the lap traffic Mario Gosselin rejoining the race. Behind Atwood is Mike Dillon and Jason Lefter. A side-by-side battle for seven.
2: Up off of turn number four, they come now. Trapped up on the outside is Ron Hornaday, trying to get to the outside of Leffler. Leffler wiggled off the corner, though. Hornaday had to ease out of it, and David Green now stays up underneath him.
4: And they'll have to work around the Mario Gosselin car, who's now back up to speed. It's Leffler now down on the inside is David Green. Beside him is Ron Hornaday. Hornaday's car slides just a bit off of turn four. Green
3: really boxed in there behind Leffler to his outside. Ron Hornaday is trying to squeeze a little bit of asphalt so he can make a move, and again, he's got the Gosselin car just in front of him, so no place at all for David Green to go.
4: Leffler able to make the pass now around Gosselin. That'll open the door for Ron Hornaday. He'll work to the outside of Gosselin. David Green now falls in line just in front of Ricky Hendrick.
2: Justin Labani's coming back onto the speedway. He's lost three laps on pit road, getting repairs made to his machine. Mario Goslin is also no longer on the lead lap. He was just coming off of pit road when we went back green flag racing a few moments ago. So it's Kevin Harvick leading, Jeff Green is second. They've put about five car lengths on the nose-to-tail race for third and fourth. That is Andy Santer there leading Jason Keller. They've got about five car lengths on fifth and sixth. Casey Atwood and Mike Dillon, then a pretty good race from seventh on back to about 20th.
4: And coming off of turn number two, that's Jason Leffler working in front of Ron Hornaday. Behind Hornaday, David Green then Ricky Hendrick. Followed by Tim Cedewa. The lap car of Mario Goslin Michael Rich tries to work around him as he'll have a car underneath him.
3: Great race continuing to go on for the fourth position now as Andy Santer tries to hold off the challenges of Jason Keller held up momentarily by the slower car of Justin Labonte. They're on the back straightaway.
4: Santer about ten car lengths behind second place Jeff Green. Now looking to the inside of Santer once again is Jason Keller.
2: Santer choosing to run a little bit up off the bottom of the racetrack and that is awful inviting for Jason Keller but this is one of those places where it's flat enough that it's hard to stuff the car in down low if you only have a half a lane there.
4: Keller gets a run. This time down the back straightaway. They're side by side. Keller will sweep underneath Santerre. He'll take over the third spot. That
3: time he saw the opening to the inside and just stuck the nose of his car down to the inside lane. Swept on by. So Jason Keller moves up to third. The race for the lead again heats up off turn two.
4: This time Jeff Green will try to poke the nose of his Chevrolet underneath Kevin Harvick. He won't make the pass. It's now a car lane. Harvick is strong into turn three. But Green now on his rear deck.
2: Jeff Green continuing to apply pressure to Kevin Harvick. Harvick, but Harvick, no ordinary rookie, he's very experienced in the NASCAR Winston West series, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck series, and he's just running his line and letting Green try to find a way around him.
4: Harvick about a half a groove higher in turn two than is Jeff Green. Now Green, he's going to try the outside this time into turn three.
2: Green looks to the
3: outside for a chance to make the move, but again, Harvick takes it wide, sweeps it up off turn number four. Green cuts down to the inside this time, gets a great run of fender up alongside the race leader.
4: The NASCAR Busch Series points leader wants to lead a lap. He'll slide to the inside of the racetrack.
2: Now slip up behind Kevin Harvick. Now he'll look back to the outside into turn four. Kevin Harvick being outside of him Off of turn number two is just enough to keep Green from using all the racetrack that he wanted to make the pass. Jeff Green working awfully hard.
4: This time down to the inside. Tries to work up underneath. He'll hold the groove. They don't make contact, but awfully close. This time Green looks underneath one more time into turn four. Green
3: has tried everything from the inside to the outside, but it's pretty obvious Kevin Harvick has a strong horse, but maybe not strong enough. This time, Green gets the run, pulls even.
4: They are side-by-side for the lead off turn two. Still door-to-door, a couple of Chevrolets, a yellow one on the inside, a blue one on the outside. Green pokes the nose up underneath Harvick, your new leader, off turn four, Jeff Green. Jeff
3: Green pulls around, takes the top spot coming off turn four. He will lead on lap 26. Now Harvick feels another challenge for the inside lane. Jason Keller pulls down low. and He gets a fender up alongside.
4: As Harvick and Green have been doing battle, that's allowed Jason Keller to pull up on the rear deck of Kevin Harvick. Now he'll look to the inside. Fall in line, single file, off four.
2: Keller and Green, the two dominant drivers at the end of the event here last year. Jason Keller looking so strong in search of a win. But if you heard the very opening of our broadcast, he lost it after coming in contact with a lap car and having a flat tire with three laps to go. Keller's been coming on of late in the NASCAR Busch Series season after struggling somewhat at the opening part of the year. Things have really been going well for Keller now, and he is trying to put some pressure on Kevin Harvick and see if he can't slide the second spot away at lap 28.
4: Now that Green's been able to make the pass, he's pulled away by a couple of car links, but it is a good battle for the second position. Keller now looks to the inside, now sweeps to the outside, back in the tire tracks of Kevin Harvick.
3: Jay, uh, rather uh, the race leader, comes down to the line the start finish line jeff green starting to pull away somewhat over the second place battle which continues to be a good one jason keller trying to chase down kevin harvick
4: now harvick tries to battle back he's within a couple of car lengths of jeff green maintains a one car length advantage over kevin harvick is about five back to andy santerre another couple back to the car of casey atwood
2: farther back from that now the race shaping up for the sixth position as Jason Leffler dives to the inside of Mike Dillon, pulls even with him down the front straightaway and tries to close out that duel into turn two.
4: And he's not able to make the pass. They both slide at the banking just a bit in turn two. Now they're door-to-door. Pontiac on the inside, Chevrolet on the outside. Leffler not able to complete the pass.
3: Great battle for this position Continues to be side-by-side, and as they fight it out, cars start to close in from the rear. Here comes Ron Hornaday, David Green, and others closing in as Leffler finally gets the fender by and clears Mike Dillon.
4: He'll clear that Chevrolet coming up the back straightaway. It's Dillon, then Ron Hornaday, David Green, Ricky Hendrick, and Tim Fedua as those six will sweep into turn four.
2: So put Leffler to six, Dillon to seventh. Hornaday now in eighth and challenging Dillon there. And David Green, Ricky Hendrick, and Tim Fedua back through the 11th spot. Here's Hornaday looking low on Dillon for seventh.
4: Dillon's car sweeping up the turn just a little bit up the banking. Hornaday not able to complete the pass, falls in line behind Dillon, but looks to the inside one more time in four. Those
3: cars settle back in line, single file, but off turn number four. Here goes the battle for seventh once again, as Ron Hornaday sweeps down to the inside of Mike Dillon. They race side-by-side into turn one.
4: And Hornaday now door-to-door with Mike Dillon, not able to complete the pass. This time, David Green looks to the inside with Hornaday back to the outside. Now he'll try to sweep in the tire tracks of Ron Hornaday
2: as that group's off of four. This is the race for seventh position as they come off the corner, completing lap number 34. We pause 10 seconds here for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000.
1: with zone nicotine pouches
2: back in myrtle beach the lead has changed hands in the myrtle beach 250 in fact first and second spots have changed hands it happened in very close quarters racing off turn four a moment ago
3: we told you the leaders had caught the tail end of the field and kevin harvick waited until that time to make his move got a little physical there as he got into the rear of jeff green knocked him a little bit loose working through traffic And now Harvick has gone back around, retaken the top spot. It also allowed Jason Keller to come by and grab the second position. Green has fallen back to the third spot but is on the move yet again. Here he comes off turn four, trying to regain the third position, Try to swing to the outside of Keller. Keller pinches him off, but here's Green again, trying to move down low in turn one.
4: Keller about a half a groove higher than teammate Jeff Green as they work off of turn number two. Just in front of them, Kevin Harvick trying to pick around the lap traffic. First of Mark Green, then Jason White.
2: Leaders really caught up in a heavy pack of cars here as they try and pick their way through the tail end of the field that they've already caught. Jeff Green to the inside of Jason Keller once again, racing for second spot into the turn.
4: And the lap car, Mark Green might work to his brother Jeff's advantage as Green is just in front of that mark, just in front of Jason Keller. Now Jeff Green works underneath Mark Green. Jason Keller now tries to work under the Mark Green car as well. Heavy traffic here
3: as leaders try to work around some of the lap traffic Jeff Green first underneath uh, the car of Mark Green. Here comes Jason Keller going with him, occupying the inside lane. And Andy Santair now squeezes down low to make that pass off turn two. And
4: Jeff Green underneath Kevin Harvick trying to retake the lead. Headed into turn three. They're door-to-door off of
2: turn four. Here comes the race for the lead down to the start-finish line. Jeff Green with his left side wheels all the way on the apron of the racetrack. He retakes the top spot across the start-finish line at lap 47.
4: Green's able to retake the lead, but Harvick tries to battle back. Back. nothing doing this time. Jason Keller works around the lap car of Mark Green and he'll bring Andy Santere with him into turn four. Leaders
3: worked their way off turn four now back down to the start finish line still with plenty of traffic plenty of work to be done here as Jeff Green now closes in on the rear deck of Jason White in turn two.
4: Jason White the next car that Jeff Green will try to lap but a couple of lap cars working door to door just ahead of the Jason White car Harvick, Jason Keller in the car of Andy Santerre, followed by Casey Atwood and Jason Leffler in that order.
2: Why don't we run you back through the field here. We're almost 50 laps into the event. Let's you know where everybody stands. Jeff Green is the leader. Kevin Harvick is second. Jason Keller third. Andy Santerre fourth and Casey Atwood fifth. Jason Leffler is sixth. Ron Hornaday seventh. David Green eighth. Mike Dillon has fallen back to ninth. And Ricky Hendrick runs tenth. Tim Fita was eleventh. Tom Hubert has moved up to twelfth spot. Jay Sauter is in thirteenth position. 14th belongs to Jeff Purvis, and Elton Sawyer runs 15th. Randy LaJoy is 16th, Todd Bodine is back in 17th, Michael Rich 18th, Philip Morris 19th, and Lyndon Amick is 20th. 21st is Jimmy Johnson. 22nd, Jason Schuler, who is being black flagged with some heavy smoke coming out from underneath his car, sparks showering and all the rest. Something's coming out from under that machine, and he is being black flagged here as he drops to the inside of the back straightaway. Schuler being black flagged from 25th position. Caution coming out. Debris from the Schuler machine is going to put the yellow out for the second time in the event.
3: Alan Jason hit the wall up in turn number one while you're doing the rundown. Just kind of glanced off of it. Looked innocent enough, but when he came back around by us here on the front straightaway, we suddenly saw that smoke begin to pour out of the back of the in machine. And again, because of debris dropped from Schuler's car, Our Caution flag is waving here for the second time this evening. So Jeff Green gets a little bit of a break. Matter of fact, all the guys at the front end of the field get a bit of a break because they were involved in some heavy lap traffic, and now they get a chance to get some clear sailing for a while here at lap 52. The members of the media in attendance for tonight's race will vote the Goody's Headache Award to the driver who suffers the hardest luck during the running or in preparation for this race. He'll receive $250 and a sample of Goody's Headache Powder and tablets to help cure
2: his headache. Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. They have just pushed the Jason Schuler machine back behind the wall. Now the question becomes how many of the leaders will choose to pit under this second caution of the event. Pace Car has picked up the field looking to see if the pit road is open. It is. So far, none of the leaders have come onto the pit lane for service. In fact, it looks like the car being driven tonight by Philip Morris back in 19th position is going to be the first of those to come onto Pitt Road for service. Let's get a couple of updates on Pitt Road about some things. Jim Phillips, we talked about Mike Dillon losing a couple of spots in the opening laps. What's the story there?
6: Well, out in the left front brake on his uh, car was kind of locking up and the wheel was uh, sliding in the turns and making the car pull and jerk around on him. He does have an adjustment of the cockpit where he could move some of that brake to the rear and take a little pressure off of that, but it's been difficult here in the beginning for Mike Dillon with the brake locking up on the left front.
3: Again, a couple of cars taking advantage of this caution to make pit stops. Uh, Alan mentioned Philip Morris. Also, uh, Bobby Hamilton Jr. is coming in. A couple other machines are coming in. Dick Trickle rolls to a stop in his pit area. Also, Mike McLaughlin is in. We talked about Buckshot Jones. It's been smoke coming from behind his car since nearly the start of the race this evening. Russell Branham, what's the report there?
0: Well, Joe, they're still saying it's the same thing. They think that they have a loose foul power- Cover. They're getting ready to try to uh, go up under the hood and see if they can find out exactly what the problem is. Also, on the uh, Jason uh, Carter 17, Jason Schuler, they have a broken track bar, so they're trying to replace that right now.
2: Well, that'll explain why he was having the, sh- the uh, sparks behind the car and in trouble controlling the machine. The track bar being what holds the rear end housing in its proper place underneath the back end of the car. So we're on the second caution of the Myrtle Beach 250. Jeff Green is the race leader. We're at lap number 54. ride on our strength. Tonight's Myrtle Beach 250 is brought to you by Goodies Headache Powders, the official pain reliever of NASCAR, and by Red Lobster, proud sponsors of the Petty Racing Team. Jeff Green shows the way up
3: off turn number two with everybody stacked up. Heavy traffic there. Kevin Harvick rides along in second. Jason Keller is third. Andy Santere fourth. And Casey Atwood fifth. Phil Parsons gave Jeff Green a tough start trying to get back on the tail end of the lead lap and Phil accomplished that and now is pulling away from the race leader but it's tightening up for the lead and for the second spot once again in turn two
4: Keller looks to the inside of Kevin Harvick Harvick will shut the door down the back straightaway a battle and pass for fourth place as Casey Atwood will bring Mike McLaughlin with him around Andy Santer.
2: those cars coming up off of turn number four down to the start finish line Mike McLaughlin is actually well back in the field. He is a lap down, just couldn't get himself all the way up to the front of the line to try and get that lap back on the restart. So he is not racing there for position. He's actually one lap down, but trying to get up to the race leader and see if he can get back onto the tail end of the lead lap.
3: Todd Bodine and Randy LeJoy just made hard contact going into turn number one. The smoke is still flying down there. Those cars were racing side by side for position well back in the field, about the 16th spot when they got together, both able to continue, but there could be some sheet metal damage. Leader is Jeff Green. He takes him down the back straightaway. In the second spot now, Kevin Harvick with Jason Keller continuing to put the pressure on there. And again, the Mike McLaughlin car not on the lead lap following those two across the start-finish line. Further back now, you've got Andy Santier. He's riding in the fifth position. Jason Leffler is sixth. Ron Hornaday seventh. David Green is eighth. Ninth is Ricky Hendrick. And tenth is Mike
2: Dillon. And Dillon continuing to struggle, may lose another spot on the backstretch. And
4: Dillon now looks, slides up the banking just a bit as Tim Fedewa will look to the inside of him off turn four.
3: Fedewa tries to grab the inside lane. He's being challenged there as well. Jay Sauter trying to make a move on him. Sauter gets the position down on the inside as they race to turn
4: one. Sauter to the inside, Fedewa to the outside, further back behind them, looking underneath Jeff Purvis is the car of Elton Sawyer as Sauter sweeps around Tim Fedewa.
2: Somebody with some damage to his machine that I don't think we've mentioned yet, Lyndon Amick. Looks like he scuffed the wall with the right side of his machine. As he comes by the start-finish line, the sheet metal a little flattened out and the paint a little bit of scuffed up. So he has been involved in some sort of a contact with the outside concrete. Linden running back in 20th position at the moment on the lead lap. Here's Mike McLaughlin continuing to roll toward the front. The lap car trying to get around the second place machine of Kevin Harvick. He'll do that into turn one and see if he can't run down the leader, Jeff Green.
4: McLaughlin along with Phil Parsons, a couple of the drivers that stopped and got new tires, definitely working to his advantage as he'll try to get back on the lead lap behind him. A good battle for second place.
3: Here they come up off the corner now. The race for the second spot is Kevin Harvick trying to hold off Jason Keller. He'll do that. Meanwhile, Jay Sauter picks up another position. He got by Mike Dillon, so moves Sauter now up to the 10th position. They're stacked up behind that pack of traffic off turn two.
4: And now behind Sauter and Dillon is Tim Fito. Jeff Purvis has a battle on his hands underneath him. The fourth of Elton Sawyer, Randy LaJoy, is trying to decide which one he's going to follow off a of turn four.
2: Well, these cars from Jay Sauter on back, racing from 10th all the way down through about 20th position. they are in a big group as they continue to bicycle their way around the racetrack. Here is Mike McLaughlin getting to leader Jeff Green in turn number four. Let's see how quickly those fresher tires go to work for him and he makes his way around the top, uh, the driver in the top spot in the race and gets back on the tail end of the lead lap. Let's follow that over to turn two.
4: And Jeff Green. Working in the tire tracks just in front of Mike McLaughlin. He wiggles just a bit. Now McLaughlin will dive down to the inside. He'll sweep around, almost slides up into Jeff Green, but he'll make the pass back on the lead lap.
3: Jeff did all he could to keep Mike McLaughlin behind him because he knows he's likely to be a threat later in the race, but McLaughlin with the fresher tires, easily able to make the move. Now here's the race for second
2: of the back straightaway.
4: Jason Keller and Kevin Harvick have been at it for about the last 10 laps. Keller to the Trouble inside. in turn
2: one. Jeff Purvis gets knocked out of traffic. Backs into the outside wall. More cars locked up sliding onto the scene. That would be Philip Morris involved. Looks like Blaze Alexander was also involved. Yellow flag number three. Lap number 70. Jeff Purvis's car sitting into the outside wall and others getting involved behind him.
3: Purvis got turned sideways. Slid up against the outside retaining wall. What happened with the other cars involved is they were trying to slow down Try to dart out of the way that Purvis's car was sitting right up against the wall with the inside, the nose of the car, pointing down to the inside lane. Looks like Hank Parker Jr. may have got a little piece of that. Also, Alan told you, Blaze Alexander was involved and could have been some damage uh, sustained by a few other cars. They were all able to drive away, with the exception of Jeff Purvis still sits there in the middle of the
2: racetrack, blocking traffic between turns one and two. Purvis has fired his car up and is trying to get it rolling down to the bottom side of the speedway, but the field is coming up underneath him, so he is still sitting there, and while uh, that is going on, in turn number three, the opening of pit road. Here comes the front of the field, ducking in for service. Stops will be at lap number 71. Jeff Green, Kevin Harvick, Jason Keller, Casey Atwood, and Andy Santere. The order as they come in. Let's go to Jim Phillips. And the first one hit the pit lane is Jason Keller. On up the pit lane, you've got
6: Casey Atwood in. Andy is in, in. Jeff Green is in. Tim Fita coming in. And Mike Dillon, they're going to work on the right side of his share of the lane. Let's see if they do any adjustments they do on the track bar. But they haven't worked on the brake any at all. They're not going to have time on this pit stop. Further down the pit lane. Also, you've got the, the car Tom Hubert in. He's getting right side tires on now. Von Hortaday completes his stop down to Russell Branham. Elton Sawyer comes in. He takes on four tires. Todd Bodine got a
0: little piece of that action. They had to make an adjustment on the right front. He takes on four tires. Lyndon Amick also in. Uh, Bobby Hillen also takes on four tires. He's down in the way as well.
2: Looking to see who stayed on the racetrack among the lead group and see who might take over the lead in this thing. Mark Green was a lap down. Uh, Looks like Tony Raines is going to stay out here and move all the way up into the number one spot. Remember, it was Raines who ran almost 200 laps on a set of tires at South Boston last weekend that uh, had him in the lead for much of that event. And now as they come to the stripe, it should be. Tony Raines, who takes over the lead, and indeed it is here in the Myrtle Beach 250.
3: Tonight's broadcast of the Myrtle Beach 250 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Myrtle Beach Speedway to MRN Radio, solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent
2: of MRN Radio is prohibited. Jeff Purvis walking around the Speedway in turn one helmet in hand, expressing displeasure at someone whom he obviously feels was uh, the instigator of his problem down there in the corner. And also another car involved in that down on the inside of the racetrack. Looks like the machine of Rodney Childers is parked up against the inside wall. And he has been involved in that accident as well. It's Randy LaJoy that uh, Purvis is attempting to throw his helmet at. as He, wore he, he, he
3: used uh, the wrecker as the blocking yeah. device there LaJoy did by ducking away, but that was pretty interesting.
2: So uh, troubles here in turn number one. Uh, At lap number 70, put the Myrtle Beach 250 under caution for the third time and raise the tempers for the first time this evening. Back at Myrtle Beach under caution for the third time in the Myrtle Beach 250 with Tony Raines taking over the race lead by staying out on the racetrack. Under this yellow flag, the cars of Bobby Hamilton Jr., Philip Morris, Phil Parsons, and Mike McLaughlin also not pitting, taking over the rest of the top five spots. Then it'll be Jeff Green, Jason Keller, Kevin Harvick, Ron Hornaday, Casey Atwood, and David Green making up the next of the lead group here as the uh, cleanup continues down inside of turns one and two. Jason Schuler's come back onto the racetrack after spending time behind the wall for repairs to his machine. They are towing the cars of Jeff Purvis and Rodney Childers back into the pit area behind the wall for uh, repair efforts on those cars after they were involved. In this most recent crash,
3: four lead changes so far this evening in the first 75 laps of the race. Jeff Green was on the butt pole. Kevin Harvick took the lead on the very first lap, held it to lap number 25 when Jeff Green came back around. Harvick did a little bump and run to regain the lead on lap 40, then Green came back on 47. And now, after most of the field took the advantage of the caution flag to come down on the pit lane, Tony Rain stays out and he becomes our leader of the Myrtle Beach 250. And again, uh, Tony did have a very good run last week at south boston now the surface they not quite like the surface here at myrtle beach and that the tire wear was not as big of a factor as they expected to be this evening on this racetrack. but he was able to save the car and make it last a whole lot longer it'll be interesting if maybe that same strategy will work here on this uh, more coarse surface at myrtle beach
2: let's get a couple of updates from pit road while we have the the quiet moment under the yellow flag jim phillips We'll hear from Jim Phillips in just a moment here. Meantime, let's go to Russell Branham.
0: Yeah, Justin Labonte just finally pulled his Slim Jim Chevrolet in. He got a lot of severe damage to the rear of the car. He's going ahead and bring it behind the wall. Also talked to uh, Ben Holm, the crew chief for Blaze Alexander. He was involved in an accident just a few moments ago. He's got a lot of sheet metal damage, but they say the car's okay. And he's going to be all right for the rest of the race.
3: Here is Blaze Alexander coming down along the pit lane uh, for another check on his car, another one of the machines involved in that crash a few moments ago. Let's go back to Jim Phillips.
6: And it's, uh, Jeff Purvis's car is being brought in, Joe, right now, and uh, it's, it's going to be a miracle if this car fixed. it, took a direct hit on the left rear corner of the car and pushed it up uh, the deck lid almost up in the, the back glass of the car. So that's going to be a tough situation. Uh, Jeff Purvis is up at the NASCAR truck for a little counseling. When he comes out, we'll get a chance to get a word with him. Yeah.
2: Yeah, a little counseling. He's been called to the principal's office, however you want to phrase it. But Jeff Purvis is up there to uh, have a discussion, if you will, with the officials after his uh, expression of displeasure a moment ago on the racetrack. One to go has the signal now. We'll go back racing next time by the Mark Green machine is out in front of leader Tony Raines, and he would be on the tail end of the lead lap. So he is going to try and stay in front of Reigns if he can here, maybe get another quick caution and see if he can get back into the cycle of things as we get set to go racing at lap number 78.
3: But the leader again is Tony Reigns. Bobby Hamilton Jr. is second. Philip Morris third. Phil Parsons fourth. And Mike McLaughlin now in the fifth position. Again, McLaughlin working to get around Jeff Green on that last green flag sequence to get back on the lead lap. Back down the start finish line. Tony Reigns boxed in. He's got Buckshot Jones to his inside. Mark Green
4: ahead of him. Couple of lap cars. He'll try to spin him up the back straight away. He'll get around the Mark Green car easily. As well, Bobby Hamilton Jr., Philip Morris, and Kevin Harvick, but not able to get around Buckshot Jones.
2: Off of turn number four, they come down to complete lap number 79. It is Buckshot Jones in front of the leader, Tony Raines. Buckshot trying to stay in the tail end of about eight laps down is what he's trying to do, staying out there in front of the race leader. Here's the challenge for second spot. Down the back straightaway, Philip Morris goes to the outside of Bobby Hamilton Jr. to try and grab the position.
3: Trying to make the move off the corner. Here is a race back down to the start-finish line. Again, Bobby Hamilton Jr. swings wide, Kevin Harvick goes down low. This is the race for second. And the race
4: for the lead, up in front, Philip Morris works to the outside of Tony Raines. Can he make the move? Kevin Harvick strong down to the inside as they're double wide behind the front duo It's Harvick on the inside, Hamilton Jr. on the
2: outside. Tony Raines low. Philip Morris up top. It is Philip Morris by a nose who comes to the start-finish line. He grabs the lead, but still Reigns hanging tough down low.
4: Morris will rumble off the second turn. He'll be able to take the lead from Tony Raines. Kevin Harvick on strong. He's all the way up to the third position. Ron Hornaday in line behind him.
3: Bella Morris drove it in tough, the hard on the high side of the racetrack, almost giving away the lead to Tony Raines, but got a good run, recovered the car, but again sweeps wide. Raines tries to make the move off turn two.
4: He'll fall in line behind Morris, and here comes Kevin Harvick and Jeff Green. Each with the new tires, Ron Hornaday on the move
1: as
2: well. Ron Hornaday really got the whip out after the restart here. Just a moment ago, he's up to the outside of Kevin Harvick, trying to race him there for the third position after he has gotten around Jeff Green, Harvick around Green as well, the traffic off of two.
4: This is the battle for third position, directly behind Tony Raines. Hornaday now works around Kevin Harvick. Harvick battles back to the inside. Hornaday now looks around Tony Raines.
3: Hornaday switches lanes, goes up to the high side now to go after Tony Raines. Pulls alongside him, going into turn number one. This is all going on about three car lengths behind race leader Philip Morris.
4: Hornaday will now take the second position from Tony Raines. Try to take over the lead now from Philip Morris. Around the outside of Tony Raines is Kevin Harvey.
2: Off of turn number four, they come back to the start-finish line. Lap number 85 goes in the books. Hornaday now clear into second spot. Harvick working on range for third. He'll get that position to two. And Hornaday
4: now works to within a car length of the Philip Morris car. Behind him still Kevin Harvick. Tony Reigns to the inside of the Jason Keller car off a turn four.
3: Here they come now back down to the start finish line. Hornaday right up on the rear deck of Philip Morris. He's going to try to make his move going into the corner. Hornaday has the inside lane covered.
4: And Morris slips up the banking. That'll open the door for Ron Hornaday who works down to the inside. Charges up underneath Philip Morris but Morris battles back.
2: It is Hornaday down low. Philip Morris up top for the race lead. Hornaday squeezes him off turn four. Morris comes out of the gas and Ron Hornaday goes out in front at lap number 87.
4: Hornaday's got the lead, but Morris doesn't give up easily as he battles back. But Hornaday pulls away by a car link. The battle now is for third. Jeff Green to the inside of Kevin Harvick.
3: Two guys have been talking about for the last five laps or so, Ron Hornaday and Philip Morris. Better beware. Here comes Jeff Green. He's on a tear again. First down to the end inside of Kevin Harvick. This for the third position.
4: And you can throw a blanket over the top five. Green works to the inside of Kevin Harvick. He'll try to bring Jason Keller with him. Green still on the inside, but Harvick battles back on the outside.
2: Work their way off the corner down to the start-finish line to complete lap number 89 of 250 in tonight's Myrtle Beach 250. It's Ron Hornaday leading Philip Morris, Jeff Green, Kevin Harvick and Jason Keller. Jeff Green continues to lead the Myrtle Beach 250 for the NASCAR Busch Series. Second spot has just changed hands. Jason Keller has slipped around Ron Hornaday and assumed the runner-up position. Now Hornaday feeling a challenge for third. It's Casey Atwood moving up to his back bumper and starting to apply some pressure there. So Hornaday, after rocketing up into the lead in the first several laps after the last restart, now beginning to fade a little bit. Let's follow that race for fourth.
4: Hornaday just in front of Casey Atwood Atwood slips to the outside now decides to fall in line behind Hornaday it's about three car lengths back to Kevin Harvick
3: Casey not really putting a lot of pressure on here at this early stage of the race we're not quite at the halfway point here he settles in behind Ron Hornaday but now this time in turn one swings up to the outside lane to take a shot
4: there He'll look to the outside of Ron Hornaday, but Hornaday hugs the outside retaining wall, now arcs the car into turn three. Atwood not able to make the pass again.
2: Here they come up off of turn number four, back to the start-finish line. Let's look farther back where Philip Morris is getting shuffled down through the running order. He was the leader back at lap 86. Now he is barely hanging on to a spot at the end of the top 10 as both Jason Leffler and Andy Santer have gotten by.
4: Santer will complete the pass on the fresher tires in Philip Morris. Morris now falls in line behind Santer. Just behind Morris, about 3 lengths. Rich Bickel, who started further back in the back, making some noise.
3: Bickle started in the 29th position and in only his third NASCAR Busch Series start of the year has now moved up to the 11th spot. He's
4: closing in, about to gain another spot off turn two. Morris' older tires again slip up at the ranking in turn two. Loses a couple of more car lengths to Bickle. Bickle now close enough to look to the inside of Morris.
2: Dives down low. does Rich Bickle up off of turn number four. Not quite close enough to get it done. So instead of uh, getting there, he'll fall back in line. Now when they go back to turn one, he'll try him again down low.
4: Bickle darts down to the inside. Morris slips up high. Bickle on the inside. Not able to complete the pass yet. But as Morris slides up again in turn three, Bickle looks like he might complete the pass off four.
3: Got the inside lane covered, and Morris has been sweeping wide in the corners. If he does that once again in turn one, Bickle should be able to complete the pass. Let's follow the battle for the 10th position.
4: You've got to give a call to Philip Mars. Even though the tires are older, he battles back hard on the outside, able to keep the car in that one groove, but Bickle's stronger on the low side.
2: And he's trying to advance there and steal that spot away, which he will do off of turn number four. So put Rich Bickle now up into the top 10. 103 laps complete. Let's set at least the first part of the running order for you, let you know where people are at. Jeff Green's the race leader. Jason Keller is second. Ron Hornaday is third. Fourth belongs to Casey Atwood, and Kevin Harvick runs fifth. David Green is sixth. Elton Sawyer's up to seventh. Jason Leffler runs eighth. Andy Santere ninth. And Rich Bickle now rounds out the top ten. Jay Sauter's just gone by, Philip Morris for 11th, kicking Morris back to 12th, Randy LeJoy's up to 13th, Tony Raines has fallen back to 14th now on the older tires. Remember, he stayed on the racetrack when the rest of the leaders pitted at lap number 71. In 15th position, running behind Raines would be Tim Fidoa, Mike Dillon is 16th, Kevin Grubb 17th, Todd Bodine 18th, Ricky Hendrick runs 19th, and Bobby Hamilton Jr. runs 20th. 21st is Lyndon Amick, 22nd would be Jimmy Johnson. Mike McLaughlin is 23rd, Jay Fogelman is 24th, Bobby Hillen runs in 25th position. Tom Hubert is 26th, Michael Rich 27th, Chad Chaffin 28th, Hank Parker Jr. 29th, and Phil Parsons 30th. 31st is Shane Hall, P.J. Jones is 32nd, Dick Trickle's 33rd, Wayne Grubb 34th, and Jason White is the last car on the lead lap. He's in 35th position. Two laps down, Mario Goslin In 36th, Mark Green is three laps down in 37th. Buckshot Jones is 10 laps down in 38th. Jason Schuler back on the racetrack a number of laps down after time behind the wall. Justin Labonte also back on track after a bit of time behind the wall. You've got Blaze Alexander, Jeff Purvis, and Rodney Childers cars off the racetrack and in... To the garage areas. That's the full field at lap 107.
3: Jeff Green still shows the way here this afternoon. I heard someone in the garage today talking about the fact that, uh, you know, Mark Martin had dominated NASCAR Busch Series races so much this year, winning uh, four times already this year. It seemed like he always checks out when he gets up front. Somebody said, you know what? Jeff Green's starting to do the same thing. When he gets in command and the way things have been going for him at this uh, midway point of the season, Really, he has started to really check out, and he's showing that once again this evening, as his car is clearly the dominant one in this race tonight. But his progress may be slowed. Surely, he's catching traffic once again. He's gonna
2: catch well, it.
6: Gonna work from uh, tough luck out there, Jeff. I know you had high hopes here at Myrtle Beach and track. You run a lot of laps on. What happened?
5: Well, I feel like I just got taken out. But uh, you know, it's it's easy to run in there when everybody's on the brakes and turn somebody and. That's what I felt like Randy did. He did it last week, and or he tried to do it last week and took himself out, and then he got me this week. I don't really understand what his problem is, and all I was trying to do is ask him about it.
6: And uh, he didn't get a response, though. That's Jeff Purvis. He will not finish tonight. His car is out.
2: Rodney Childers' car also has been retired from this Myrtle Beach 250. Those are the two cars that are officially out of the event. Let's pick up that race with the leaders now into the heavy lap traffic. They've caught the tail end of the field again as they come up off turn four. Here's
3: Green now working down to the low side of the racetrack with cars stacked up double wide in front of him. Wayne Grubb and Phil Parsons just in front of the race leader. Now
4: Green trying to determine which line to take. He'll choose the inside lane, but Phil Parsons has that covered. Now try to slide to the outside and get around the Phil Parsons car, but Grubb is there.
2: Remember that Phil Parsons short pitted earlier, got fresh tires, got his lap back from the leaders. Now he's on older tires than the race leader, and it is coming back to haunt him here as Jeff Green goes around the outside to put him a lap down.
4: Green tries to tiptoe around the outside, not wanting to have a problem this early in the race. He'll get around the Phil Parson's car, sets his sights on the Wayne Grubb automobile. Further back behind that lap traffic is teammate Jason Keller.
3: Keller's riding along in the second spot and has two lap cars now separating him from Jeff Green. Tries to go to work on some of that traffic. He's got uh, Jason White there and also the car of Phil Parsons just ahead.
4: Now Keller tries to sweep to the outside of Jason White. He'll be able to make the move. Now White slips up the banking. That'll hold up Keller's progress off four. We have
2: trouble in turn number one. Three wide into the corner. Didn't work and there's going to be about five of them involved by the time it is done. It started when Todd Bodine tried to go three wide off turn four under Mike Dillon. And the Philip Morris car as well. They got into turn one. Dylan started to come down to take the low line because he had somebody to the outside of him. But Bodine was in there already. Everybody started bouncing off of each other. And when it was all over, it was Dylan and Morris that got the worst of it. They wound up against the outside wall. Bodine continued away. Some other cars came up on the accident scene, locked the brakes up, started bouncing off each other but somehow managed to keep from piling in, and basically a three-car incident puts us under the yellow flag for the fourth time in the race. Your
3: eyes got just about as big as mine must have looked as they came (laughs) off turn four. Three wide, it's like, no, this can't be. It's not going to work here. And it didn't work. Caution flag out once again. For the fourth time this evening on lap 115, the cars involved uh, appear to have been able to continue on their way, although some cleanup is going to be required on the racetrack between turns one and two. Well, a very uh, eventful race so far. Four times a caution flag has waved. And uh, pretty good uh, breaks for Jeff Green. Every time he gets way out in front and catches the tail end of the field, starts working his way through some of the heavy traffic, seems that's when a caution flag comes out it gives him the opportunity to fall back in line, get straightened back out, and, of course, save some of the drivers who could be in danger of losing a lap as well.
2: Let's see if any of the leaders choose to come down pit road here. We'll watch particularly the Tony Raines car, who stayed on the speedway when the other leaders stopped at lap number 71, and see if Raines would choose to make his pit stop for the fresh tires here. Tony had fallen back to about the 15th position. Before the caution flag came out, and we watched the opening to the pit lane so far. All the front runners choosing to stay out, and Reigns will stay out as well. So he's going to uh, stay on track as we approach the halfway point of the race and continue to stretch that set of tires a little bit farther. Cleaning up from the fourth caution in tonight's Myrtle Beach 250 for the NASCAR Busch Series. Mike Dillon. And Philip Morris, the two cars primarily involved. The Dillon car has gone behind the wall. Morris is back on pit road for further repairs again. Let's get an update on some of the pit activity here under this yellow flag. First, Jim Phillips. Well,
6: we've got Mike Dillon behind the wall, as you said. Uh, he took a lick uh, similar to the lick that uh, Jeff Purvis took. The back end has been pushed down to the left corner. And also, he has fluid dripping from the rear-end housing, and that's the reason they had to pull it behind the wall. Uh, He's sitting in the car with the window net up, and we'll try to get a chance with him, talk with him in a few minutes. Russell Branham. Well, if the caution stays out, a few more laps here. Tony Range is going to come in. They're going
0: to put two Rams of wedge in the car, take on four tires, and fill it up with fuel. Also, Philip Morris was in just a few minutes ago, and they've uh, looks like they got a leak in the uh, front radiator. Bobby Hamilton took on left-side tires, and also Tom Hubert came in and took on right-side tires.
2: Interesting there. So the range crew now. are going to try and do the race on one stop get to halfway and make the stop and then go the rest should be able to
3: make this race on one stop except for the fact that the tire wear they consider to be quite severe this racetrack and uh, some were kind of guessing whether that would be a good idea or not but Reigns again did a, a great job last week at south boston by staying out he's now shown in the 14th position but it uh, looks like they are going to hang on and try to make it a uh, two-part race. At the conclusion of tonight's race, Gatorade presents the Gatorade Front Runner Award of $2,000. That goes to the eligible driver who leads the most laps in this race. Gatorade is the official sports beverage of NASCAR.
2: Going to be another lap or two under the caution flag. Some liquid dropped by the Mike Dillon car when he fired it up and got back around into the garage area. So they are having to put some oil dry down on it. It's going to be another lap or so before we go back at it while we're under the yellow. Take a minute. Remind you that tomorrow at 1230 Eastern Time here on Motor Racing Network, we'll be at the Pocono Raceway in Pennsylvania for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Pocono 500, Rusty Wallace and John Andretti are on the front row for tomorrow's event. Ricky Rudd and Dale Jarrett starting in row two. Jeff Gordon and Mark Martin in row three. Tony Stewart trying to win a third straight NASCAR Winston Cup event after taking the races in Dover and Michigan the last couple of weeks. Bobby Labonte won both of the Pocono events in 1999 there. He starts in the 11th spot tomorrow trying to protect his lead in the NASCAR Winston Cup championship standings. And that's at 12.30 Eastern time, the Pocono 500 tomorrow on these MRN stations trying to decide whether the pool what, uh, the pool for the night among the MRN crew was whether the number of hours of sleep we'll get between tonight and tomorrow's broadcast will be more or less than the number of cautions in tonight's event.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so far, we're at a pretty good pace here. Four four hours might be okay to uh, head up the to Pocono tomorrow, but I'd like to have a few more than that, so <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we'll have a chance to get some more. There are 30 cars on the lead lap as we get ready to go back under the green flag here at Myrtle Beach. Jeff Green is the race leader with Jason Keller now in second. Ron Hornaday, third. Casey Atwood, fourth. And Kevin Harvick is fifth. Sixth is David Green. Seventh is Elton Sawyer. Jason Leffler is eighth. Ninth is Andy Santer and Rich Bickle is tenth. Jay Sauter runs eleventh. Randy LaJoy is twelfth. Tim Fidoa, thirteenth. Tony Raines is fourteenth. Kevin Grubb, 15th, Todd Bodine, 16th, Ricky Hendrick 17th, as we go back under the green flag.
2: ace cars off. Green flag is in the air. Jeff Green quickly clears the lap car of Phil Parsons, who was down to his inside as they go to two. At the green flag, Jason Keller had to block the move of Ron Hornaday, who tried to sweep around.
4: For the, third, for the second position. Wasn't able to make the move. Now that trio off the of turn four. Hornaday
3: gets by the slower car now. Works their way up off the corner. Takes a shot immediately at Jason Keller. Keller gets away quickly, though. He's right up on the rear deck of Jeff Green going into one for the
4: lead. Keller not able to get down any lower than Jeff Green. Jeff Green, Hergen low down on the racetrack. He'll sweep down the back straightaway. It's Green, Keller, Ron Hornaday, a lap car, and Casey
2: Atwood. And as the leader comes off turn four, he sees the cross flag signal the start-finish line, we are halfway through. Tonight's Myrtle Beach 250, 125 down and 125 to go.
4: It's a half a car length for Jeff Green over Jason Keller. A couple of car lengths back to Ron Ord today. Casey Atwood now will sweep to the inside of the last car of Phil Parsons, and Kevin Harvick will follow in his tire track.
3: Harvick goes down to the inside lane of the racetrack, trying also to get by Phil Parsons before race leader Jeff Green gets too far away. Green has his own problems, though. Once again, Jason Keller is there with him.
4: He can't shake teammate Jason Keller down the back straightaway and into turn three. Keller looks to the outside, now decides to fall in line just
2: behind Green. Closest Keller's been to Jeff Green, besides when they were lined up behind the pace car, under the caution flag, Jason just feet. From the race leader's back bumper as they go nose to tail off into the corner. The front couple pull
4: away by about six car lengths from second place. Ron Hornaday down the back straightaway. It's still green by less than a car length. Into three. Green on the low side. Keller just as low.
3: Front two cars are beginning to move away from the rest of the fields. So these cars pretty evenly matched. Ron Hornaday who rides in third has lost considerable ground to this ongoing race for the
4: lead. Keller just following in the tire tracks of his teammate down the back straightaway as the Yellow Chevrolet of green. The blue and white Chevrolet of Jason Keller.
2: Keller's car carrying a little bit of a different paint scheme here tonight. A nighttime scheme, a product theme, if you will. Right now, those two have opened up a pretty good distance on third, fourth, and fifth. Ron Hornaday, Casey Atwood, and Kevin Harvick.
4: Continuing to run. Almost identical lines are green. And Keller, same thing for the next trio. That's the Ron Hornaday car. Casey Atwood slipped up a half a group, and Kevin Harvick behind
3: him. Further back, Rich Bickle has picked off another position. He's now up to the ninth spot. Now as he closes oh, in, trouble
2: off turn four. Randy the Joy gets spun around right in front of the field. Here we go! They're spinning everywhere down the front stretch, trying to dive to the inside. The big cloud of smoke. Everybody's in the grass grabbing gears, and it looks like they're all going to get away pretty much okay. PJ Jones has got the right front tire. Bent around on his car. Suspension damage there. Somebody bounced off the outside wall behind LaJoy, and I couldn't quite tell who it was. Might have been Jones. But we get away fairly fortunately from that one. What could have been a big mess turns out to be a one or two car incident off turn four.
3: Todd Bodine made a great save. He was right there behind that. Slammed on the brake. Swung to the outside to avoid LaJoy's car, which cut down on the grass. Here comes Chad Chaffin, who got a good piece of that. Significant damage on the front and the right front fender on his machine. So add uh, Chaffin's name. To the list of those involved in that crash, uh, PJ Jones and Randy Lejoy, who got turned around coming off turn four to bring out caution for the fifth time this evening.
2: So the pace car comes out once again and picks up the front of the field, and I'll tell you what, for the the tightness of the traffic after the restart, when LaJoy's car went sideways off the corner and threw up that huge cloud of smoke, I saw cars darting everywhere, and it looked like they were going to be stacked up about six deep when they, when they all came To rest, but they were, guys were heading into the grass and they were diving everywhere and somehow they all got away okay and I can't figure out how because it looked like it was going to be a big one. Well, we saw it from this side of the cloud of the smoke. The guys
3: coming into the scene saw it from the other side, but they saw that same kind of smoke and you can't see anything. There's no place to go. Looks like uh, Mario Gosselin drove down to the inside. He got by. Kevin Grubb made a nice move to the outside to clear all the traffic and again, Todd Bodine with a great save. Let's check in on pit Road. Where Randy
0: LaJoy's in, the left rear tire completely shredded off of the bob evans chevrolet the crew had to come over and lift the car where they get the jack up front. right now they've just changed left side tires they're getting ready to let it down well now we got another little problem they're having a problem getting all the lug nuts
2: on. now they're down and away other cars pitting under the caution shane hall has been in wayne grubb has been in tom hubert has been in and those cars all heading back out onto the speedway So they'll come out with some of the cleanup crews and check over this front stretch and see what the uh, debris situation might look like before we get the green flag back out and resume this Myrtle Beach 250. We're at lap 133 now. We've got 117 left in the event getting ready to go back racing in the myrtle beach 250 the green will come out at lap number 136 jeff green has been the dominant driver so far tonight he has done most of the leading in this event and he will have jason keller running his tail once again in the lap car of phil parsons to his inside trying to get back in sync with the leaders phil running in the 29th position the first car one lap down
3: Green was not able to get away from Keller on the last green flag sequence. Let's see what he can do this time. Good start. Green pulls away by two, maybe three
4: car links over Keller. Keller hung up temporarily by the lap car of Phil Parsons. But now Keller will try to scramble back. Down the back straightaway. He cuts that lead to within a car link. Ron Hornaday working on Jason Keller.
2: Off of turn number four, Keller right up on the back bumper of Jeff Green and Hornaday pressuring him too. Ron has been really good in the first few laps after restarts tonight then he seems to fade back from the front few cars. Well
4: Green got a great restart but Keller now within less than a car length of his teammate up the back straightaway and into turn three. It's Keller now stretching it out by a couple of car lengths over Hornaday.
3: Jason now falls in line. Jason Keller that is right on the rear deck of Jeff Green. Hornaday about two car lengths back. Casey Atwood who was held up by traffic has broken free. He's the
4: fourth place man and now he's closing in on Hornaday. Trying to reel in the Chevrolet of Ron. Hornaday behind Behind him, about three car lengths, is Kevin Harvick. Behind Harvick, a lap car of Bill Parsons. Then David Green in six.
2: Leaders come up off of turn number four. Back around to the start-finish line. Couple of guys we really haven't talked about much tonight. David Green running very solidly there. Just outside the top five. Elton Sawyer there as well. And Jason Leffler, the rookie driver. Having a terrific night tonight. He's been in the top 10 just about the whole evening through. Started the race in 7th position. I don't think he's been any farther back than the 11th or 12th spot all night long. And he runs in the top 10 right now just ahead of Rich Bickle. Let's go downstairs. And with P.J. Jones. P.J., a lot of damage to right side of this Chevy. What happened?
5: You know, I don't really know. They, cr- they were crashing in front of me. I got on the brakes. And so the next thing I know, I'm in the fence. So... I don't know if somebody hit me, if I got in the marbles or whatever. I really didn't think it was that big a deal. And uh, next thing I know, I'm hitting the fence hard. So,
6: Did you get back in?
5: Yeah, probably. But, you know, it's just a shame for Yellow Freight and Pimico. Uh You know, we've been running pretty good, and uh, we just haven't had any good finishes
7: to show it.
6: And tough luck for P.J. Jones tonight. Another driver who uh,
3: had a very good run going, led about six laps early on, Philip Morris. He's behind the wall. Russell Branham, what's his story there?
0: Well, Philip is behind the wall right now. They have a broken radiator hose. They're having to change it right now. They've been behind the wall for probably about 15 to 20 laps. Right now, they're still trying to correct the problem. He has to be back out in just a few
2: moments. Morris involved in a wreck with Mike Dillon back at lap number 115. Dillon's car is also behind the wall. Chad Chapin's car is also back behind the wall after he took some damage in that uh, spin and crash at lap 131 involving P.J. Jones and Randy LaJoy. 143 laps are on the board now Jason Keller continues staying right with Jeff Green but cannot get up and put a move on him for the race lead and back for third and fourth spots Casey Atwood stays right with Ron Hornaday but as yet has not been able to put a move on him to get that position away either
3: Right up on the bumper though trying to make the move as they cross the start finish line Casey Atwood peeks down to the inside of Hornaday, but Hornaday takes him all the way to the bottom lane.
4: Atwood is closed to within less than a car length of Hornaday. Off of turn two down the back straightaway. It's Atwood following the tire tracks. of Hornaday peeks to the outside, now looks to the inside.
2: But we'll follow Hornaday up off of turn four as Hornaday wiggled just a little bit in case he wanted to make sure that there wasn't going to be a crash happening in front of him that turned into a crash involving him. Tell you another one to add to that list of people we really haven't talked about much tonight, but who's doing a solid job, would be Jay Sauter. He's running in 10th position. Sauter started in 15th. He's been very solidly in the lead group, you know, toward the tail end of that lead group all night long. Nothing spectacular, but in a 43-car field, when you're able to hang right in there in the top 10 all night and even pick up a couple of spots from where you started, he's having a pretty good evening.
3: Sauter ran at this racetrack in an all-pro race many years ago, so long ago that he told me this afternoon, he said, I don't even remember what I did in that event, but it's certainly his first time ever in a NASCAR Busch Series machine at this racetrack. Jeff Green has just been passed, and it was kind of an odd-looking pass. It appeared he just kind of pulled over and let his teammate go by.
4: Jason Green, now your Jason Keller, now your new leader up the back straightaway. Now Green now battles back to the inside, and he retake the lead
2: off of four. Okay, what that was was a case of here, you get your five bonus points for leading a lap, Jason Keller, and then you let me right back by, and I'll go back out in front. So Keller did indeed lead lap 147. Now at lap 148, it is Jeff Green back in command.
4: Green stretches it out by one, now two car lengths. That duo about 12 car lengths, maybe 14 ahead of the battle for third position. That's Ron Hornaday and Casey Atwood. Been
3: going on for six or seven laps. That third-place battle continues to be a good one. Here's Casey Atwood, good runoff turn four. Tries to get that fender up alongside the rear quarter of Hornaday's car.
4: Atwood continues to show patience. Peeks down to the inside of Hornaday one more time. Can't get the bite off of the corner. He'll now fall in line behind Hornaday as they'll enter turn three. Kevin Harvick wants a piece of this.
2: While Atwood is showing patience behind Hornaday, here come Harvick, David Green, and Elton Sawyer, drawing up on them to make this a five way race for the third spot.
4: Atwood now peaks to the high side. Besides, that's not the way around. Looks back inside. Harvick could groove lower than Atwood behind him, than David Green and Sawyer.
3: All this going on for the third position now. Probably a full two seconds behind the race for the lead, which has kind of died down somewhat, but may heat up again because they're about to catch the tail end of the field. They're on the back straightaway.
4: That's Jeff Green with the lead. He's about four car lengths ahead of Jason Keller. Almost the length of the back straightaway down to the five-way battle for third position headed by Ron Hornaday to Casey Atwood, Harvick, and David
2: Green. Now Casey Atwood with a little wiggle up off of turn number four, but Kevin Harvick not close enough to try and put a move on as Atwood and Hornaday both try and get their cars all the way down to the flat apron of the racetrack to get a run-up off the turn.
4: It appears that Atwood just a bit stronger and Hornaday but can't get the preferred line either inside or outside enough to make the move. Now they're off of four again.
3: Got to be quite concerned also for the fact that Kevin Harvick is just behind him. Whichever way he goes, he knows Harvick will go the other way and will try to overtake him. Harvick with the same kind of thing going on there as David Green is on his bumper.
4: They'll rumble down the back straight away. Harvick just in front of David Green stretches that out by a car length, but they'll dive down into turn number three. Harvick looking up underneath the car in front of him. That's Atwood.
2: Again, a five-way race here for positions third on down as they cross the stripe at lap number 154 of 250. We pause 10 seconds here for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000. It's the NASCAR Busch Series in a Saturday night special on Motor Racing Network tonight. The Myrtle beats 250, nearing its final moments, 95 laps to go in this one. Jeff Green has been the dominant driver so far. He's got his teammate Jason Keller drifting a little bit farther off his back bumper than he had a little while ago, but those two have gotten away from the pack on several occasions, only to be brought back to the field by one of five yellow flags that have slowed this event throughout its first 150 laps. Take a break here. Come back with more of the Myrtle Beach 250 in a moment. First, we go inside the NASCAR garage, brought to you by NAPA, celebrating their 75th anniversary, NAPA, where NASCAR fans get their parts back at Myrtle Beach Speedway, 165 laps down, 85 laps to go. In tonight's NASCAR Busch Series 250 lapper and the leader, Jeff Green, is in all kinds of traffic off of turn number four. He's got about a dozen cars that are beating and banging on each other that he's trying to slice his way through as he heads back into turn one.
4: He's been able to stretch the lead out over Jason Keller, but now he tiptoes down to the inside of the Jason Shuler car. A couple of cars side by side just in front of him, Justin Labani and Jimmy Johnson.
3: Jeff Green slices his way through some of the traffic, but there's plenty of work still to do. Justin Labonte just ahead. Jimmy Johnson to the outside. The race leader is boxed in
4: going through turn two. He'll scramble up underneath the car Jimmy Johnson set his sights on the wounded machine of Justin Labonte. That's still not enough for Jason Keller to pull
2: in Is that whole battle off of four. A couple of cars moving up and a couple of cars sliding back here at this point of the event. Todd Bodine beginning to move back up as he is picking his way up into the tail end of the top ten. Falling back is Casey Atwood. He was racing Ron Hornaday for third position a lap ago. Now he's about to get shuffled out of the top ten in the next few laps as his car is handling is beginning to deteriorate at this point in the race. Let's go to Pitt Road.
6: And a reason for Casey going back out. His car is extremely tight at the center of the turns. It just won't turn anymore. He's having a terrible time getting through the middle of the corners here at Myrtle Beach. That's a reason he's slipping back.
3: David Green has moved up now into the fifth position. Elton Sawyer into the sixth spot. Jason Leffler into seventh. Todd Bodine has completed the pass of Casey Atwood, so he's up to eighth. Atwood falls to ninth, and now Rich Bickle completes the front ten.
2: Looking at the leader, Jeff Green. He continues to pick his way up through traffic now. He's just put Randy LaJoy a lap down. LaJoy would be the 21st place car. Next up would be Lyndon Amick, the 20th place car, to be overtaken by the race leader. And he completes that pass as they dive into turn number four. So now there'll be 19 cars on the lead lap. And old Tony Raines is going to be next up for the leaders to overcome. Tony Raines looking to make this a one-stop race as far as pit strategy is concerned. It doesn't look like the cautions are going to fall in his favor right now
4: may have gone just a little bit too long on those tires, Allen, as Jeff Green, within a couple of car lengths of Tony Raines, as they'll work off of turn four. And Raines
3: is slipping and sliding in the turns, trying to hang on to the car, realizes the race leader is closing in in turn number one. Jeff takes a look, can't quite complete the pass there.
4: Raines works up underneath the Mike McLaughlin automobile. Greens wiggles just a little bit off of turn number two, now falls in line underneath McLaughlin in line behind Raines.
2: Jeff Green now dives under Tony Raines off of turn number 4 and he'll put Tony Raines a lap down as they complete lap number 173. Looking a little farther back, challenge beginning to shape up for the 4th position as David Green is run down Ron Hornaday. They're in some traffic heading up off turn 2.
4: They'll work up underneath the lap car, Bobby Helen. David Green now underneath Hillen as well as Hornaday has completed that pass. Michael Rich in that battle, he's a lap car as well and Elton Sawyer wants a piece of that.
3: David Green working through the heavy traffic now, trying to move on up to gain at least one more position. He won here in 96. We talked about how tough this uh, 2000 season has been. Looks
4: like so far tonight's
3: looking pretty good for David Green.
4: Working very smoothly up the back straightaway. Now he'll dart to the inside of the Ron Hornaday car. Not able to make the move yet. He's got a quarter panel up alongside Hornaday.
2: It's the race for the fourth position as they come off of turn number four. David Green to the inside. Ron Hornaday to the outside. Elton Sawyer, Jason Leffler, and Todd Bodine following closely behind.
4: Door to door. The green automobile on the inside. The Hornaday car on the outside. Now Elton Sawyer trying to determine which one he wants to follow. He'll be midway between the two of them into four. Hornaday pulls up on the outside lane,
3: tries to struggle to hang on to the position, but it's not going to help. David Green gets by going into turn number one. Hornaday still struggles on the outside lane, but looks like Green's going to grab the spot.
4: Green with a preferred inside line. Sawyer now sweeps to the inside of Ron Hornaday. Hornaday back a slot. Now he'll have to worry about the charge of Jason Leffler.
2: Jason Leffler beginning to close on the back bumper of Ron Hornaday after both David Green and Elton Sawyer go by. 73 laps to go. Story in this one, Jeff Green has been the dominant driver. He started on pole tonight. He has led on one, two, three, four different occasions. He's led most of the race. In fact, he gave up the lead for a few laps early in the event. Kevin Harvick got the jump on Jeff Green in the initial start. Harvick from the outside pole at the first 25 laps. Then Green went out in front. Harvick a couple of more. Then Green for a bunch more. When the leaders all pitted at lap 71, Tony Rain stayed on the racetrack, held the top spot for about eight laps before first Philip Morris, then Ron Hornaday, and then Jeff Green went back to the point. It has been Jeff Green basically since lap 92, with the exception of one circuit when he gave his teammate Jason Keller the opportunity to collect five bonus points for leading. Green has since pulled well away from Jason Keller and established a rather commanding advantage in this event. Five caution flags involved in this one. There are four cars out of the event. Jeff Purvis, Rodney Childers, PJ Jones, and Chad Chaffin's machines have all been retired. And as far as lead lap is concerned, of the 43 starters, We are now down to 18 of them on the same lap as we get into the final stages of this race. Our mid-race update has been brought to you by Chase Authentics. Each week, the top drivers in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck, Bush, and Winston Cup Series compete on the track to provide the best entertainment in motorsports. Off the track, the competition ends, and NASCAR's leading drivers agree to supply their fans with the best apparel in racing. Chase Authentics, the authentic trackside apparel of NASCAR. Now back to the race where the chase is on.
3: Jeff Green continues to build on his lead. It is now four and a half seconds over his teammate, Jason Keller. Kevin Harvick runs in the third position. David Green is fourth. And fifth now is Elton Sawyer with 68 laps to go here at...
2: Tonight's broadcast of the Myrtle Beach 250 is brought to you by Smooth Bush Beer, and easy-drinking Bush Light. Bush, the official sponsor of the NASCAR Bush Series. Two-way communication by Racing Radios for trackside rental and sales. Visit the Track Scan vendor, an authorized affiliate of Racing Radios.
3: Close call off turn four. Kevin Grubb got uh, turned completely sideways, and a couple of cars made some great moves to avoid him. It could have been quite a pileup coming up off the corner. Up front, Jeff Green continues to build on his lead. It's now nearly a full six seconds over Jason Keller. But now, with 60 laps to go, Jim Phillips, question is, can he stay out the rest of the race?
6: Well, let's ask Harold Holly. His fruit Chief, will you have to stop again, Harold? No, we can make it. We just hope the tires hold up. Now, now, uh, Jeff's pretty comfortable with the cars, so we'll just have to see what happens. But... We're good to go on fuel, so I think we can hang out there looking at the tire wear. I think we're going to be just fine. He says it's going to be just fine. I guess so, with a six-second lead. That's crew chief Harold Holley for the leader, Jeff Green. I'll tell you what,
3: uh, Jeff Green and Harold Holly have teamed up and made a great combination here, and this is where they first met up. If you remember several years back, Chad Little was driving uh, in the NASCAR Busch Series, had uh, busted his shoulder, I think it was, yep. in Charlotte a few Charlotte, weeks earlier, yep. and uh, so they called Jeff Green to sit in and drive. Chad started the car. Jeff got in. Harold was the crew chief of that team at the time, and that's the first time they met up. They liked each other, and now they came together in uh, Greg Pollock's organization. And uh, obviously, the combination is working greatly here as Jeff Green continues to dominate this race and is dominating the Bush Series in the 2000 season.
2: Another close call up in turn three. Lyndon Amick got turned up the racetrack a little bit. Tony Raines involved there. Everybody got away okay. We stay under the green flag with 57 laps to go. Shane Hall took his car back behind the wall just a moment ago. We'll get an update on what the problem is there that has put him out of the race momentarily and pass that along to you. First, we look at the race leader, Jeff Green, and he is just mired in heavy, heavy traffic. Unfortunately for Jason Keller, it's not helping Keller catch Jeff Green. As Green continues steamrolling his way through the field, he's about to put Casey Atwood a lap down. Atwood has fallen all the way back down through the field to the point that he's being overtaken by the race leader now
4: and Green now has worked around Atwood sets his sights on Kevin Grubb another car that was running well earlier has fallen back, he'll be one of those to be lap momentarily is Ron Hornaday
3: now 14 cars on the lead lap as Jeff Green completes the pass of 15th place Casey Atwood, more traffic just ahead Ron Hornaday as Winston said, leader is closing in
4: Hornaday now slips up the banking just a little bit. His car skates up. He'll try to block the position. Wants to remain on that lead lap to scramble for, to get back on, or to stay on the lead lap is off a of
2: turn four. Three deep off the corner. Kevin Grubb is to the outside of Hornaday. Jeff Green is to the inside. Grubb will clear the Hornaday car. Now Green is to the inside of Ron. And
4: Green now squirts up underneath Ron. Hornaday, but Kevin Grubb able to pull around in front of him. So put Ron in those trouble. In turn number three, Tim Fito gets spin, spun around. He'll slap the outer retaining while his car is sitting between turn three and four. Heavy damage to the front of the car, the left front of the car, and the right rear of the car
2: We're under caution. Tim Fieda were running in the ninth position at the time of the caution flag, I believe. Yellow flag number six in the Myrtle Beach 250 at lap number 198. And a reprieve for Ron Hornaday as he basically just blocked Jeff Green off of turn four back to the caution flag to stay on the tail end of the lead lap. And now he gets a chance to come down pit road and get another fresh set of tires here for a final 50-lap sprint to the finish. And that was
3: a close call for Jeff Green, who, by the way, is making a pit stop. Green is coming in now to make his stop. He was right there going into turn three when Fidoa hit the wall. As a matter of fact, was running a higher groove trying to get by some of the slower traffic. That slower traffic being Ron Hornaday and could have spelled some trouble for him, but he squeezed back down on the low side and cleared the accident scene. Keller also is coming in. Kevin Harvick coming in to make a stop here on lap 198. Let's go to Jim Phillips.
6: And here comes Jeff Green down to pit lane, and Harvick screws up on the wall waiting on him to come in. Jeff comes into a good smooth stop. They work on the right side. They clean the windshield. Harvick's now in the pit stall making a right-side tire change on his machine. Green's team comes around the left side. They're going to change all four tires, the same four. The uh, Kevin Harvick car and they have a little trouble on the left side they get it up and Green is down, he's away further back up to pit lane, we've got Casey Atwood in now, we've got Jason Leffler in, now further up the pit lane you've got uh, Jason Keller in for four tires now up to
0: Russell Brattle. Elton Sawyer was in he took on four tires, all these guys took on four tires, Todd Bodine, Jay Sauter and also Ron Hornaday who was the beneficiary of that last caution.
2: Jeff Green will hold the race lead off the pit lane, but it'll be Kevin Harvick who gets out second ahead of Jason Keller. Then Elton Sawyer will be fourth. Rich Bickle will be fifth. David Green, sixth. Todd Bodine, seventh. Jason Leffler, eighth. Jay Fogelman is up to the ninth position. And Jay Sauter will round out the top ten. So good work by the Kevin Harvick team. Gains him some track position on the pit stops. And by the way, besides Ron Hornaday, Casey Atwood also managed to get around Jeff Green back to the caution flag and stay on the lead lap. Let's go downstairs. And
6: let's get a word with Jim Fetowak coming out of his uh, car here. Tim, what happened out there?
5: I don't know. I have to ask Phil Parsons. He's, uh just lapsed down and, and, I don't know, racing hard, and he just overshot it a little bit. Tuck us out. All right, uh, that's
6: Tim Fedewey, and he has uh, headed off to the NASCAR truck also.
3: Tim Fedewey out of the race tonight, joining uh, a number of others who are out of the race at this stage. Chad Chaffin, P.J. Jones, Jeff Purvis, Rodney Childers is out, along with uh, Shane Hall's car, back behind the wall here at lap 200.
2: Back at Myrtle Beach Speedway cleaning up from the sixth caution of tonight's NASCAR Busch Series event after Tim Fidewa got involved over in turn number three with, uh, in his view, the car of Phil Parsons and then, uh, without question, the outside retaining wall and the yellow flag uh, about to wrap up here as the cleanup crews are all headed back to their spots behind the retaining wall. It's Jeff Green leading Kevin Harvick, who had traded the lead with Jeff Green a couple of times through the first 46 laps of this event, had been back in the top five a little farther down, worked his way back up to third, then on the exchange of pit stops comes out second. Can he do anything with the man who's dominated this event so far tonight over these final 46 laps? Let's go to his pit and find out. Jim? With Todd Barrier's crew chief. Todd, you're back
6: up there. Can you do anything with Jeff Green? I don't
4: know. Jeff's been pretty tough, but this AC Delta Monte Carlo has been good. We've been uh, conserving tires the whole time. This last run, about 20 laps before, we decided to kind of turn it up and see what we had a little bit. Not as much as we had. We gained a lot of ground. I mean, uh, it's just going to be up to how, you know, we'll have to pace it right at the start here and not kill the tires on the first 10 or 15 laps. So
6: I think we'll be okay. Did you make a lot of change to that last pit stop or basically left it alone? Yeah, we have left it alone the whole night. You know, we changed a half a pound of air one time, and that was it. That's pretty good. That's uh, Todd Berger, crew chief for Kevin Harvick, who is now, as Alan pointed out, second place.
3: He was very strong early on this evening in the uh, starting laps of this race, led on two separate occasions. Uh, number one, when uh, the green flag fell over the first 25 laps and then came back on lap 40 to lead seven more laps. At that time, he's maintained a position in the top five, but has not been this close to the leader yet So maybe this will be exactly what uh, they were working for in their strategy. Kevin Harvick in second, Jason Keller third, Elton Sawyer fourth, and Rich Bickle now in fifth.
2: Field getting the signal in one more lap. We will go back green flag racing next weekend. The NASCAR Busch Series heads to its only road course event of the 2000 season. It's the Lysol 200 at Watkins Glen, New York. And that is one week from tomorrow. And, of course, Motor Racing Network will have live coverage for you. That event at 11.45 a.m. Eastern Time. That's next Sunday, the Lysol 200 from the Glen for the NASCAR Busch Series here on Motor Racing Network.
3: About a half a lap from going back under the green flag with 45 laps remaining in the Myrtle Beach 250 here this evening. Lapped cars down on the inside, led by Phil Parsons. Andy Santer is there, along with Tom Hubert and Buckshot Jones. Up front, working the outside lane, of course, race leader Jeff Green, with now Kevin Harvick right behind him, putting pressure on, hoping for a chance to make a move and take the top spot. Jason Keller third, Elton Sawyer fourth, and Rich Bickle now in the
2: fifth as the green flag is out. Green in the air with 44 laps to go. Can Kevin Harvick stay with Jeff Green? Well, they both cleared the lap traffic. Here's Harvick with an outside look in two.
4: Green got a great restart, but Harvick reeled him in. Now he'll look to the inside. The battle's for the lead. Harvick moves down strong, moves to the inside. Harvick's
3: got the nose of his car planted underneath Jeff Green right where he wants it, but Green is stronger. To bump turn number four, holds him off from the front straightaway. Now one car spins. Tom Hubert right in front of oncoming traffic. Scatters gets the car corrected. We stay under the green. The battle for the lead heads to
4: three. And Harvick now just stays in the tire tracks of Jeff Green. Jason Keller now reels in Harvick.
2: Off of turn number four, they come the top two, now the top three. And Elton Sawyer tried to clear the lap traffic to join in this fight for the top spot in the final 40 laps.
4: Green had about a six-second advantage, all wiped away. Kevin Harvick within a car link. Another car link back to Jason Keller. Three back to Elton Sawyer.
3: Front three machines now work up off turn number four. Bumper to bumper. Jeff Green shows the way. Kevin Harvick and Jason Keller are looking for a way to get by from
4: third. Green stretches it out if you can call
3: it. We car have lead.
2: trouble in turn four. Three cars are stacked up there. Caution is out. Tom Hubert's involved. The Hank Parker Jr. car is involved. Andy Santerra is involved. They're all trying to get going as the leader comes into turn four. Here come some other cars kamikazeing their way around the outside to get a lap back at the stripe. I'm not sure whether they succeeded or not. I believe Phil Parsons did. I don't know if Buckshot Jones did or not, but we see caution for the seventh time in the event. Another one of those jam-ups in traffic up there that everybody got away fairly innocently from, but the whole track was blocked and full of smoke there just for a minute.
3: Not a whole lot of runoff room in the corners here at Myrtle Beach Speedway. Again, the front straightaway a little more forgiving. We talked about Tom Hubert losing control. If that had happened in the corner, that would have been a pileup just a couple of laps ago, but there is a... uh, grassy uh, apron area here at the start-finish line where the Victory Lane is located. And that uh, allows a little bit of runoff room, if you will, but uh, no such uh, situation up in the corners here. And so the caution flies for the seventh time this evening.
2: Well, it was pretty interesting there, the couple of laps at the beginning of that last restart. Kevin Harvick really tried to put some pressure on Jeff Green for the race lead. He wasn't able to do anything with him yet, but Green just kind of running his line and holding his spot on the racetrack and making Harvick try to find a way around him. And, you know, there are still a lot of laps to go in this thing. We've got 39 left to go right now. And I'm sure Jeff Green is thinking that as quickly as you can use up a set of tires here on this speedway, if you get in the gas too hard off the corner and spin the tires, he's got to be careful just how hard he presses to stay in front of Kevin Harvick in terms of not spinning the tires and uh, getting it to where he doesn't have enough left to race with when we get down to the final few circuits of this thing.
3: And you figure with Green being the veteran of the series and Kevin Harvick the rookie in the series that uh, green will be a little more conservative in these closing uh, 38 laps or so than than harvick will harvick's liable to just run that car to death trying to get around and use up his car and you know maybe that's the plan for green let him go ahead and work it let him go to the outside to the inside whatever he wants to do i'll just hang on to what i've got and and save it for the closing laps when i'm going to need it
2: let's set the front of the field for you at this point jeff green's the leader kevin harvick is second Jason Keller third, Elton Sawyer fourth, and Rich Bickle fifth. David Green is sixth, Todd Bodine seventh, Jason Leffler's eighth. Jay Fogelman, haven't talked much about him tonight. Driver who has made uh, an infrequent number of appearances in the NASCAR Busch Series. Fogelman pretty much a star in the NASCAR Weekly Racing Series type competition around the Carolinas, uh, winning... A gazillion races up at the Orange County Speedway in Rougemont. He's also had a lot of success in South Boston over the years, if memory serves me correct. And Fogelman here tonight uh, having a good solid run. 33-year-old from the Durham, North Carolina area in his 19th Bush Series start. His best finish has been a couple of eighth-place runs, and he is uh, having a solid run here at Myrtle Beach tonight, looking to see if he can't best that. Team with a new sponsor here, they're trying to impress, and I think they've done a, a pretty credible job.
3: Fogelman running in the ninth position, taking you further back in the field. Jay Sauter is 10th. Ron Hornaday is 11th. Ricky Hendrick running 12th. Good run for Ricky this evening. 13th is Kevin Grubb. 14th, Casey Atwood. And 15th is Randy LaJoy. 16th now is Tony Raines. Lyndon Amick runs 17th. Jimmy Johnson is 18th. Wayne Grubb is 19th, and 20th is Bobby Hamilton, Jr., 37 laps to go. We're back underway at Myrtle Beach,
4: and Kevin Harvick pressures Jeff Green for the race lead. Green can't shake Harvick. He looked to the outside, darted to the inside last time around. This time, Green with a half a car length advantage.
3: Pouring off turn number four, back down to the start-finish line. Jeff Green by about a half a car length over Kevin Harvick. Jason Keller is third. Elton Sawyer fourth. Rich Bickle is fifth,
4: but buried behind two lap cars. It's a four-way battle for the lead. Rich Bickle trying to move around those lap cars so he can do battle. But Jeff Green motors away, a half a car length over Harvick, off four.
2: 32 laps to go as they come to the start-finish line. This time by, Mario Goslin has taken his car back behind the wall and climbed from the machine. He apparently is done for the night as the leaders race off two. And Jeff Green maintains the lead. On that last
4: restart, Allen, it was just about a carbon copy of the first one. Harvick looked to the outside between turns one and two, then darted down to the inside, coming up the back straightaway, tried to make the move going into turn number three, but wasn't able to make the pass. And as we resume green flag racing for a couple more laps, Jeff Green now pulls away by a couple of car lengths, make it three down the back straightaway into turn three. Jason Keller, a car length behind Kevin Harvick. Harvick's
3: starting to feel a little bit of heat now from Jason Keller, who's poured on the steam. Keller back in the third position, wants to get back up there with his teammate. And Elton Sawyer wants to be a player in this
4: thing as well. He's closed it to within a car length of third place, Jason Keller. Keller looked to the inside, that time off a turn two If Harvick. didn't have the muscle to make the move, but he pulls to in the rear deck lid of Harvick.
2: Up off of turn number four, this the race for the runner-up position we're talking about at this point between Harvick and Jason Keller and Elton Sawyer, while the leader, Jeff Green, holds a steady three-car length advantage. Very
4: smooth off of turn number two. We talked about it at the top of the broadcast. You want to slide to the outer group, then dart down, arcing into turn number three as Jeff Green does perfectly again.
3: Rich Bickle in the fifth position has broken free of some of that lap traffic, but he's lost a lot of ground on the front four. In sixth place, Todd Bodine still has three lapped cars he has to deal with. He's fighting heavy traffic now as he works his
4: way through turns one and two. Todd Bodine trying to scramble up underneath the Mark Green automobile. He's laps down. Tony Rain also lapsed down in that battle. Todd Bodine trying to break free, still not able to get away from the lap traffic.
2: He's got the car of Tony Raines right behind him. He's got the car of Mark Green to the outside of him. The Jimmy Johnson and Bobby Hillen cars just ahead of him. And the complication there is that. Uh Hillen is trying to hang on for all he can. He is the first car two laps down, and he can't afford to give the leader much room because some of the other cars that he's racing for position with are all kind of grouped right up behind him.
3: Jeff Green shows the way, now stretching out his lead. He's got about four car lengths on second place,
4: Kevin Harvick. He's very smooth again, down the back straightaway. It's four, now make it five car lengths. Is that front group works into turn number three at Carlink back to Jason
2: Keller. Jeff Green has been some kind of impressive so far here tonight. He's basically led the race since lap number 92 unchallenged. He gave Jason Keller the lead at one point for one lap to collect bonus points for the championship, but since lap 92 it has been all Jeff Green. In this event, through a long green flag run, even through an exchange of caution flag pit stops, he has maintained the top spot and now continues to put a little bit more distance on second place Kevin Harvick with 24 laps to go. Let's go to pit road. And his brother's not having too much luck
6: again to tonight. I do remember all the ignition problems David Green had last week. Well, he reports to his crew that his battery is dying, and he's switching ignition boxes, but it isn't seem to help any, so... Uh, Could be another tough night for David Green on the ignition side.
3: Green had worked his way into the top five before that last caution. Tough break for him. Falling back through the field. A good ways back in the 14th position. Rich Bickle, after finishing fifth last week at South Boston, is there again this evening. Let's go back a little bit further. Todd Bodine still in sixth. Great run for Jason Leffler. He's in the seventh position, but again, Todd Bodine and Jason Leffler kind of buried in traffic and losing ground quickly to the race leader. Further back, Ron Hornaday has uh, recovered. Remember, he almost lost a lap in that last green flag run. He's back up to about the eighth position, Jay Sauter in ninth and Kevin Grubb now in the 10th spot with 22 laps to go.
2: And here comes Jeff Green, the race leader, up off of turn four, swinging across the start-finish line, continuing to build his advantage over second place Kevin Harvick, now to be measured in seconds, 1.192. The distance between the top two, but it's a short track race. Anything can happen. A caution can turn the whole thing inside out. We'll find out how it finishes here when we come back in just a moment. 21 laps to go. That filthy Jeff Green tried to wrap up his third win of the 2000 NASCAR Busch Series season. Leads by a second and a half over Kevin Harvick as he comes to the start-finish line. 13 laps to go in the Myrtle Beach 250. The race is beginning to shape up a little bit better for third position as Elton Sawyer has reeled in Jason Keller.
4: The lap car of Jason White just in front of that duo as they'll work down the back straightaway. Ark into turn three. Sawyer sweeps a little bit high this time to head into four.
3: As they come up off the corner, nose to tail with Sawyer dipping low up off turn four. Tried to get a run on Jason Keller. May at least get a fender alongside in turn one.
4: Keller about a groove higher than is Elton Sawyer. He'll look down to the inside. Dark hard up the back straightaway. Sawyer with the preferred groove. Can he complete the pass off of four?
2: Trying to get the run up underneath Jason Keller off of turn number four for the third position. He'll get even with him. He hasn't cleared him yet. Eleven laps to go. They head back for turns one and two. Sawyer,
4: former winner here at Myrtle Beach. Powers underneath Jason Keller. They're door to door. Inches apart. Down the back straightaway. arcing into turn three. Keller on the high side, still battling hard.
3: Elton won here in 1994. Jason Keller almost won here last year. These two do it in battle for the third position. Sawyer again pulls even, racing to turn
4: one. Racing very close and very clean. Now looking up underneath Keller one more time. Down the back straightaway into turn number three. Sawyer on the inside. Can't complete the pass again.
2: Nine laps to go as Jeff Green is across the start-finish line. The race leader, Kevin Harvick, runs second. The double-wide race for third between Elton Sawyer and Jason Keller runs up on lap traffic.
4: The lap traffic may work to the advantage of Elton Sawyer as David Green blocks the position of Jason Keller, and Sawyer sweeps up underneath. Keller takes over the third position. So
3: Elton Sawyer advances to third. Jason Keller falls back in line in fourth. Rich Bickle still rides along in the fifth position. Todd Bodine is sixth. Jason Keller seventh. A great race a while back for the eighth spot. Kevin Grubb finally got that with Ron Hornaday falling to ninth, and Jay Saw Completing the front ten.
2: Here comes Jeff Green up off of turn number four. Kevin Harvick closed in just a little bit when Green took his time getting through some lap traffic. Now that interval's kind of stabilized at 1.2 seconds with seven laps to go. More
4: lap traffic ahead for the race leader, Jason Keller coming up on Phil Parsons, Tom Hubert, and the Wayne Grubb car. Now Green works to the outside of the lap
3: car of Parsons. Green pulls up off turn number four, now gets up alongside Phil Parsons, gets ready to pass him. Tom Hubert sits directly in front of the race leader, and Green, still working with Parsons for the time being, hits the back straightaway.
4: Had to be some anxious moments for Green last time as Hubert very gently got into the rear deck of Wayne Grubb, but they were able to keep it straight off a of turn two. Now that group
2: is off of four. And working their way back down to the start-finish line. Double-wide lap traffic right in front of the leader, Jeff Green. Five laps to go in the event. And Kevin Harvick has been
4: able to pull, to within three car lengths, but he's got the lap car of Phil Parsons, another lap car of Michael Rich, as Green now works to the high side of Tom Hubert. Although the traffic
3: is holding up Jeff Green a little bit, Kevin Harvick can't really capitalize because he has traffic to deal with as well. As Green goes to the outside of Tom Hubert, here's Harvick now working down to the inside of lap traffic of his own in turn two.
4: Harvick on the inside of Michael Rich. Just ahead,
2: Jeff Green works to the outside of Tom Hubert. Green will complete that move. Sets his sights on Wayne Grubb. Three laps to go for Jeff Green as he comes to the start-finish line this time by. A little bit of free racetrack ahead, but not much once he gets by the Wayne Grubb car as he heads back for turn two.
4: Grubb slides up the racetrack, gets the race leader plenty of room. Hubert does the same thing for the second place. Kevin Harvick. Green still by four car lengths over Harvick.
3: Here's Jeff Green now working his way off turn four. Coming down to see the white flag on his way to a win with lap traffic cleared momentarily. Works his way back into turn number one with Kevin Harvick closing in. Trying
4: to make it two in a row on the NASCAR Bush Series. The points leader up the back straight away works around his brother David Green's sickly car. Jeff Green on his way to victory lane.
3: And as we said, here he comes down to the white flag with one to go. Here is Jeff Green crossing the start finish line with a margin
4: now of nearly a full second over Kevin Harvick for the final time. He tiptoes off of turn number two. Low again. Works up underneath. Buckshot Jones stretches out his lead over Kevin Harvick. Jeff Green looking for two in a row off
2: turn four. Second straight win at Myrtle Beach. Second straight in the 2000 Bush Series season. Jeff Green takes the checkered flag and wins the Myrtle Beach 250 by 1.029 seconds over Kevin Harvick. Elton Sawyer will come home third, Jason Keller fourth, and Rich Bickle fifth. Todd Bodine will come home in the sixth position. And how about it for Jeff Green, an absolutely dominating performance here tonight, basically unheaded for the top spot from lap 92 to the checkered flag and also led a bunch of the early going as well. Seventh career Busch Series win for Jeff Green as he begins to make the trip to victory lane. We'll take a break here, come back and talk with him as well as the other top finishers in tonight's Myrtle Beach 250 in a moment. NASCAR today continues on MRN Radio. Jeff Green has just rolled into victory lane after winning tonight's Merle Beach 250 for the NASCAR Busch Series. A thoroughly dominating performance by the Busch Series championship leader coming into tonight's event. He led from laps 26 to 40, 47 to 71, and 92 to 250. All except for one lap in that entire stretch when he let Jason Keller get by for five bonus points for leading a lap. Thorough domination tonight here at the beach for Jeff Green, his seventh Bush Series win and third of the 2000 season. It was Kevin Harvick finishing second, Elton Sawyer third, Jason Keller fourth, and Rich Bickle rounds out the top five. We'll go to victory lane shortly. First, let's hear from tonight's runner-up, Kevin Harvick.
0: Well, Kevin Harvick, you would never even seen Myrtle Beach Speedway until this weekend. What a run for you tonight. Did you have anything left there at the end? No, for some reason, the car got a little bit tight up there off the corner, but these guys did an awesome job all night long, had good pit stops in and out, and, uh, you know, I got there
5: kind of excited at the end, but uh, there's nobody uh, I'd rather lose to than Jeff
0: Green. I mean, he's the man to beat right now, and we want to beat him real bad, and, uh, you know, we're going to keep working at it. You guys had one heck of a race there uh, when we went back to Green. You got up under him a few times. Yeah, I mean, I could get up under him and um, on the restarts. This thing is awesome. They do an awesome job back in the, in the shop on the transmissions and rear ends, and this thing takes right off, so... Uh, Maybe they'll figure it out pretty soon. That's Kevin Harvick, a career best finish tonight, second place.
3: His previous best finish was a third-place run at Richmond, and because of Ron Hornaday's tough luck this evening, not that bad, but this will help in the Ray Bestis rookie battle, with Kevin Harvick now running second to Hornaday in those standings. Jeff Green has climbed out of his car up on top of the machine in victory lane. We'll check in there in a moment. First, let's hear from some of the other top five finishers. Back to Russell Branham.
0: Well, we're down here with Elton Sawyer. Myrtle Beach Speedway has always been good, to Elton Sawyer. You've won here before. uh, Second consecutive third-place finish here, uh, third place last week at South Boston. Looks like you guys have got things turned
5: around. Well, it's uh, it just, just goes to show you how hard this race team's worked. Uh, the whole Akins Motorsports, Lysol race team, uh, Ricky Byers, uh, Jack Roush gave us a great engine, and uh, the car handled good all night. It just a little bit loose off, and uh, we didn't have that forward bite that we needed uh, to beat Kevin or beat the 10 car, but uh, my hat's off to Jeff. I mean, their race team's doing a, a fabulous job, and um, they're doing what they need to do to win a championship, and um, my guys are bumping it up every week, and and i uh, trying to get up on top of that steering wheel a little bit more, but uh, we'll just keep working on it.
0: You and Jason had a, a, a great run there at the end.
5: Yeah, he had a really good car all night, and it um, looked like that last set of tires, he might not have been as good right through the center, and then kind of got him in lap traffic. We were side by side, and um, he's a you know, really good competitor, so we gave each other plenty of room, and um, it's a good race. That's a very happy Elton Sawyer with his
2: third-place finish. Elton with a terrific run here tonight. Uh, Coming, as you heard, uh, fairly consistently up through the top ten to get that third-place finish behind Jeff Green and Kevin Harvick. Jason Keller with a fourth-place effort, and Rich Bickle for the second straight week comes up with a fifth place run on the short tracks he did it at south boston last saturday he does it again here at myrtle beach tonight and we look to hear from both rich bickle as well as the jason keller machine momentarily let's go back to russell branham
0: yeah i'm standing along here with jason jason another great run for your team but you didn't quite have it there at the end but uh tell me about it
5: well we just got all tight there at the end we uh you know crew did a great job we tried to make some changes but uh just didn't uh just didn't quite go away there at the end but uh Hey, top five, you know, and uh, that's what we need to do. You know, uh, teammate was awesome tonight. He, uh, I think the best car definitely won the race. And a uh, 7 p.m. car did pretty good tonight and uh, just proud for all the guys. You know, if we can just get consistent top five, we can uh, hopefully at least stay up there in the points. It's kind of hard to gain on my teammate when he's winning races, but uh, that's good for them. And uh, it's good for the whole team, you know, uh, top fives, and that's what we need. It looked
0: like you could hang with him there once the, the green flag came out, but as, as the laps kept going by, you kept dropping back a little bit.
5: Yeah, I just kept getting tighter and tighter, and like I said, we made a couple changes there at the end, and uh, we we're trying. We went forward and uh, came up a little bit short, but that's the way it goes.
0: He's a little dejected, but he's got a smile on his face.
3: And at victory lane, no dejection there at all. Jeff Green has won his third race of the year, second in a row. Let's go to Jim Phillips. But
6: well, it's all smiles all the way around, and like I told you just a minute ago,
5: you're making a habit of this. Well, that's what we want to do, Chop. Uh, every driver in this garage here, i think it would be like like driving this number 10 nesquik chevy it was awesome tonight and uh i'm just blessed to be in the driver's seat right now and harold and the guys did great on the pit stops and they made the right adjustments to to be able to make me get up front there and keep me there so it was a great night for us you said
6: before the race that you worked on the long runs and it looked like that work paid off for you tonight
5: well this you know this greasy old war out racetrack it seems to go green a lot and uh a lot of these racetracks go green. I love green flag racing, and my style is just to get to go, get going in the long runs. You know, and it worked out again for us. Ninety-nine percent of the time, it's going to work out in long runs, and that's what we go for.
6: Looks like you only had one bobble out there, but you didn't lose your cool. And you kept it, uh, kept it down, and kept it going.
5: I don't know how if I didn't lose my cool or not. I was pretty hot, but uh, you know, Kevin got in the back of me, and he didn't let off much, and uh, just tried to turn me around. But he's a rookie, and I can understand that. I've been there. Thank goodness for Nesquick and. Uh, and all our sponsors, Nestle, the Nestle brand, that's awesome. And uh, I'm glad to have them as my sponsor, and I know these guys on my team are too. Thanks to PPC Racing, John and and Bob, and, and uh, John Bender and Bob and Greg Pollux. Man, they're awesome. They give me great equipment every week.
6: Uh, you had to build up a six-second lead, and then the last costume come out. Did that bother you a lot?
5: Well, I just, it bothered me for the first couple laps, Chop. Uh, I knew they could get to my back bumper, but once we got the Goodyear's warmed up, we could go then. And that's, Once I got through the first couple corners, I knew it was okay then.
2: Jeff Green, a three-time winner on the NASCAR Busch Series circuit. And again, his second straight win here at Myrtle Beach and his second straight here in 2000 after winning at South Boston a week ago. Fine fifth place finish tonight for Rich Bickle. Let's hear from him back to Russell Branham.
0: Yeah, Rich is sitting here on pit wall. And, Rich, 29th to 5th, second straight week that you finish fifth. Hey, the Busch Series has being good to Rich Bickle.
7: <laughs> it's been a lot better last two weeks. It's been a nightmare up until this point. I've never struggled so hard in my life, but... Uh... Uh, a lot of people gotta thank fred walkie's come on board last two races and you know every time old old fast fred comes around me we seem to run pretty good and the guy's job did a great job this week getting his aqua Velva pontiac and popeye's chicken pontiac back together for for after last week there wasn't much of a body left on it we want to bring his car back and i think we got something left here we'll we'll dial her up and get it ready for milwaukee and uh see how that goes but uh one thing i gotta do i think i gotta thank richard and linda petty for uh, letting uh, adam's crew come down here and do my pit stops uh it feels good coming in and, and beating people out of the pits because they did a heck of a job and and uh you know everybody all the guys on the team you know when we're just, we're just a part-time deal and and to come here and try to run competitive with these guys uh i would say right now no doubt in my mind to make a bush race is just as hard if not harder, than doing the Winston cup deal
0: how hard was it to, to maneuver your way up through the field after starting so far back
7: well, it wasn't too bad this week. Last weekend was way tougher. I mean, I never get any track position last weekend, but we uh, we had a good car in long runs The State Green there. I think we got the fifty-seven car, but you know them guys been been running a strong all year just to compete with these guys right now. I mean, we've we've turned our program around a little bit, and, and like I said, I hope these Oakville people are happy because I'm pretty tickled, and and we got one more race for them at Milwaukee, and we run like five or six Popeye Chicken races, and and we got to get the top five some people too, so they come back on board next year.
0: That's Rich Bickle fifth place for the second year in a row.
2: Second week in a row and a good run there for Rich Pickle. and let's take a break here come back and give you the full finishing order from tonight's Myrtle Beach 250 next. Hi I'm Richard Pitty. Some folks think because I retired as a race car driver I'm taking it easy. Actually i got four businesses that keep me on
1: the go every minute of the day. You call that taking it easy? I call it a recipe for a headache. And for those, I take Goodies Headache Powder. Goodies works fast to relieve headaches in all your body's minor aches and pains. I don't race anymore, but I still get headaches. And as long as I do, I'll always take goodies. Goodies, the official pain reliever of NASCAR,
2: uses directed.
1: Big names win big races, and Daytona has the
2: biggest races. Hey, I'm on a roll at Daytona, and I'm going to win this one, too. I won the very first nighttime Pepsi 400, and I'd love to do it again.
6: Man, I love Daytona. I've just got to win the world's biggest night race. Be Be there there July 1st 1st to see me win.
4: What do you mean you win? Hey, I'm winning.
6: No, no, I'm
1: winning. NASCAR's Pepsi 400, Saturday night,
2: July 1st. Call 904-253-RACE. Members of the media covering the Myrtle Beach 250 have voted Mike Dillon. The Goodies Headache Award, $250 to Mike. Jeff Green led 198 laps tonight of the 250. He collects the $2,000 Gatorade Frontrunner Award. Kevin Harvick with a second-place run is the top-finishing rookie in the event, and he collects the $1,000 Ray Bestis Brakes Rookie of the Race Award. Back with final results for you next from the Myrtle Beach Speedway. This is MRN Radio. Back at Myrtle Beach Speedway. Fans beginning to file out after tonight's Myrtle Beach 250. Let's take a look at the final rundown for you. Jeff
3: Green gets the win. Kevin Harvick was second. Elton Sawyer third. Jason Keller fourth. And Rich Bickle finished fifth. Sixth tonight was Todd Bodine. Jason Leffler was seventh. Kevin Grubb eighth. Ron Hornaday ninth. And Jay Sauter finished in the tenth position. Eleventh was Casey Atwood. Twelfth was Jay Fogelman. Thirteenth, Ricky Hendrick. Fourteenth, Randy LaJoy. And fifteenth was Jimmy Johnson. Finishing sixteenth was Lyndon Amick. Tony Range was seventeenth. Bobby Hamilton Jr., 18th, Andy Santer, 19th, and Wayne Grubb was 20th. Tom Hewitt was 21st, Hank Parker Jr., 22nd, Bobby Hillen was 23rd, Michael Rich, 24th, and David Green was 25th. Dick Trickle posting a 26th place finish with Phil Parsons, 27th. Jason White was 28th, Mark Green, 29th, and Mike McLaughlin was 30th. 31st was Buckshot Jones, 32nd Jason Schuler. 33rd was Justin Labonte, Blaze Alexander 34th, Mario Goslin 35th, Philip Morris was 36th, and Mike Dillon 37th, Tim was 38th, Shane Hall 39th, Chad Chaffin is 40th, PJ Jones 41st, Jeff Purvis 42nd, and Rodney Childers was 43rd.
2: Time of the race, one hour, 56 minutes and 48 seconds, the margin of victory 1.029 seconds for Jeff Green over Kevin Harvick. We had 10 lead changes among sixteen different drivers seven caution flags slowed the event lead lap finishers at the end the top 13 cars were all in the same lap and the bottom line on this deal was that uh, Jeff Green led 198 of the 250 laps en route to his third win of the 2000 NASCAR Busch Series season. So, time to wrap it up tonight as we approach midnight Eastern time. Go get on the airplane, head back to Pocono. We're tomorrow at 12.30 Eastern. We bring you the Pocono 500 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Rusty Wallace on pole for that event with John Andretti, Ricky Rudd, Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon making up the rest of the top five starters. 12.30 Eastern tomorrow. It's the Pocono 500 on Motor Racing Network. Next NASCAR Busch Series event is next Sunday, the 25th of June. It's at the Watkins Glen Road Course in New York. The Lysol 200 comes your way on Motor Racing Network at 11.45 a.m. Eastern Time want to thank Ed LaRue for the production assistance here at Myrtle Beach this weekend. And the voices you heard calling action to the Myrtle Beach 250. Winston Kelly out in the back straightaway. Jim Phillips and Russell Branham in the pit and garage areas. For Joe Moore, Alan Bestwick saying so long for Myrtle Beach. Jeff Green has won the Myrtle Beach 250. And we'll talk to you tomorrow at 1230 Eastern from Pocono with the NASCAR Winston Cup Series Pocono 500. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.